Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Critical Podcast. My name is Jimmy Good, and I'm your host. And joining me, as always, is my go-to podcast compadre, Mr. Joe Lieber. Joe, how you doing, pal? I mean, judging by my relaxed state right now, I'd say I'm doing pretty darn good. How about yourself? I'm just peachy, as I said before we even started it. I feel like I use that term incorrectly because I say it kind of glibly. Like I don't. I think the real way to use it is to be like, oh, "I'm peachy keen." Like you know, it's like an old like old timey phrase. I need to. Use yeah, you better. said you said peachy tonight when we first uh, connected here, and and you, you said it in a. Uh, semi-sarcastic tone. I always do. I don't know why. I should be more <laughs> honest with people. I should be like, I'm okay. But no, because we're doing a podcast about freaking Walt Disney World, I'm better than that because I'm. it's like the one thing I feel like I have any, like a leg up of expertise on than most people. Like it's the one thing that like out of most of the people I know, I feel like I'm the most well-versed in like with games and movies and stuff you get kind of people from all over but with like this like it's specific you know what i mean like it's like you know this stuff and i know it i've lived it i've breathed it and now you have lived and breathed it as well and that's what we're gonna do today we're gonna talk about your experience because i kind of talked about it last week with katie i want to talk about like the stuff you loved the stuff you didn't love your experience overall, your favorite things, your least favorite things. And I figure we kind of do it the same way I did it with Katie, where we kind of go through rides, the food, and the hotel. But let's start okay. with the most like easy of them all. Let's talk about the hotel a little bit. Pop Century. You stayed there. I stayed there. What did you think? Yeah, middle of the road resort, right? Actually, low end. Low end? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Low end. Same as um, money. Yeah, but there, low end is not... It's not like your side of the road motel or your red roof in. No. It's uh, it's very nice themed. Um, you know, one thing that we did right here was we picked one of those resorts that was recently remodeled. Smart move, right? Yes. Smart move. Thank you. Because uh, these were nice. Uh, you know, they, as you would expect with Disney, I mean they. They want you to have a good experience, whether you're spending a lot of money or on your stay or not. Um, all, all financial, <laughs> yes. all, all callers get the treatment here. Ah, I see. I understand what you right? mean. You know what I mean? Blue collar, white collar, yes. all those. Uh, so, and I mean, even somebody that's somewhat well off, you know, if you want to do this on a budget, there's nothing wrong with this place. It's it's nice, clean. You know, despite these hotel or these resorts like Pop Century, they have exterior entries to your to your rooms, so there's no hallway or nothing. Uh, it's all balcony entry or patio entry, which is fine. It works real well. Um, you know, everything works off your watch too. You don't have to worry about key card or keys or any of that BS. You just, you're uh wow. It's only been a week. I'm forgetting terms for stuff. The magic bands. Hey, magic. It is. Let me tell you, it helped <laughs> me spend a lot of money and it helped me get into places. I never thought I'd go. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it was nice. That's how you get into your room. So you never lose a key or anything like that. It's real slick. Um, you know, upon entry, you look at it, there's a stowaway bed and a cabinet type of deal. One of those fold downs. Um, but it's a full queen bed. Yeah. Like it was legit. And, um, 
the lighting and everything is nice. The bathrooms, I was actually really surprised. I thought the bathrooms wouldn't be as nice as they were, but they were up to date, modern, clean. Um, I don't think there's a thing to say about it that's a complaint or a bad. It, it was all good. And, uh, you know, you credit to you, you did a lot of this planning and, and helping with the booking and all that. And uh, you made special requests. And the surprising thing is, is that they fall through on every one of them. Or that's not the right word. They follow through. They followed through. Yeah, they followed through. Yeah. I mean, we got our connecting rooms, yeah. which worked out perfectly. Yeah. Perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, funny thing is, is even though we had connecting rooms, we didn't spend a lot of time like hanging out or like <laughs> sitting around discussing things in each other's rooms. It was like, all right, I'll go to bed. <laughs> well, okay. So there's one day where I did, but I came over and Haley was on her phone. You were on your phone and I was watching like 47 Ronin and I was like, yeah, I'm going to go take a nap. <laughs> so I was is like, that what that, is that what that was with yeah. Keanu Reeves? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. No, I was watching it too. And we were talking about it a little bit. I just think it wasn't, uh, it wasn't, uh, what's the word? Um, uh, Captivating? accurate enough like japanese culture it kind of was but not yeah i don't know anywho um i thought it was pretty neat actually i think i even i didn't finish it because we had to get going but uh it was good either way yeah um you kind of your days out when you're out and about you get a chance for one of those little one hour nap or lay down situations you got to take advantage you know mm-hmm. yeah that'd be fresh for the for the evening p.m hours I know. Well, it's also, especially for the uninitiated, it's good to do that, I think, too, because it's a lot more grueling, I think, than, um, you know, you kind of go into it and you knew that there's going to be a lot of walking. Was there as much, like, physical labor as you thought? More so? Less than that? How did you, how did you feel? I mean, I'm no dummy. I knew what it was going to be like. I knew we were going to be walking a lot. Um, and I know these parks are large, and they they were as expected um did i think my dogs would bark as hard as they did and for those of you who don't understand that slang kind of old man terminology my feet were sore by the end of the day it was like get me on that bus and somebody carry me to my room um stand up in the morning you fall back over (laughs) but uh yeah, I mean, it's a lot of walking. I think we did math one day, that day that Katie arrived, your sister, and uh, what she had a counter or a distance tracker, and I think we did the math, and it came out to like over 20,000, 21,000, or 11 miles, something like that. Yeah, it was like 10 or 11 miles that day. Yeah, yeah, which is pretty good, and not to mention a lot of it, you're not really walking per se, but you're just on your feet. Yeah. Like, you know, there's times where you're standing for a half hour, 45 minutes too. So, um, you know, it, it takes its toll, but, uh, you know, as long as the rest of your body can hang, you're good. Just yeah. tolerate the, the foot soreness, right? That's true. But, uh, but yeah, I, I think, you know, still, even if I was seasoned, I'm not going to enjoy it as much if I'm out there just freaking dragging ass and just kind of going through the motion. Like, I want to be energized enough to really soak it in and experience it and be alert enough to 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 remember the details and, and see the details you know what i mean so i don't in the way you plan things we didn't really miss much um 
you know, some of the smaller things, maybe uh, less significant things. But as far as the reasons to be there, we got to do it. So, um, and we really didn't rest that much. I mean, it was only what one day, and then I think Friday, Hales and I took a two-hour break. But uh, other than that, you guys slept in. I guess the, the difference is like sleeping in too. That's another portion of it. Like there were two other mornings that Katie and I got up at like four forty-five. And you guys maybe stayed and slept to like seven, eight, nine ish or so, yeah, which helps like we too. Still, yeah. yeah, we still and we still got to the park at just after rope drop, like say eight thirty, eight fifteen. But we'll get to the reason why you guys were up at five a.m. later. But um, I'm sure most people with any rudimentary knowledge would figure out why Muppet Vision 3D. Exactly. Yep, had to get there right uh, away. Hint That's poster spot. behind Jimmy. Um, Anywho, <laughs> anywho, um, yeah, I, but I, I think we managed it well. Uh, I don't think we were much of a burden on you until the very last day. Am I right? <laughs> much of a burden, not a burden at all. Uh, Just between you guys and me. Oh my gosh. No, uh, <laughs> if I could have picked them both up with my own physicality, I would have. But then again, I am seasoned. I'm used to this stuff. I'm used to my feet really hurting, but I'm just like, I power through it. It's not that like, uh, and Joe makes a good point. You want to be refreshed. You want to be able to enjoy it. Uh, but I guess for me, a lot of it comes down to time and money. Um, and depending where that's going to fall for you and everybody who's going to tour and travel is going to be different. Like we went with a smaller group of adults so we can be really kind of, um, liberal with how we decide you know things if you go with kids and stuff that's a whole different other ball game like i couldn't i can't imagine and i saw people there with like i'm not kidding everybody like newborns like just a few weeks old i'm like why why would you like when we got on the the bus to get from the airport to uh the resorts joe remember that that mom was there with a i think she had a couple kids but she had one that was like a newborn and she was like trying to bounce it to make sure it wouldn't cry and like she looked like and she was started crying more because she was oh, bouncing it and gosh. she's like, it was like why? sweating and why? it's only 72 degrees and she's sweating and she's changing the diaper right on the seat in front of us i'm like okay I don't know where you come from, but maybe, yeah. But anyway, uh, but besides the the walking and the resting, I think the the next kind of step up, you know, as far as like fun things to talk about, was our eating uh, situations because we had a few sit downs, we had a few like quick service type things. Maybe you know for uh, just like I don't know, just kind of talk about maybe your favorites or like which ones. We're starting with the quick service. We're gonna categorize this thing. There you go. Quick service and uh, reserve dining. Um, and you know, next time I go, let's just say this, the food and everything is so freaking great. It's worth splurging on. Plus the services there too, which yeah. in this day and age, yeah, wait, waiting tables and working in a restaurant is not a very sought after job for yeah. anybody apparently. Um, so you go out to eat in your hometown, whatnot, unless you're going to that ritzy place. And even then, sometimes it's questionable. You're not going to get that service that you're used to, like back in the day where you had, you know, somebody that was real dedicated to the job, even though, it, you know, it wasn't looked down upon as much where, you know, now millennials and stuff, I'm not going to work as a waitress or a waiter. What the hell? Yeah. You know? um, but here it's treated differently and it is a big deal. And I don't think we have one bad service experience at all, even beyond just the restaurants. But, uh, 
that's one thing that's top notch there. And whether it's quick service or fine dining reservation style, um, the food is worth the worth the money. I think. Sure. And you said the next time you go down, were you going to say you'd book more things or? Yeah. You know, just for the sheer fact that that was a really enjoyable uh, part of the trip, the, the res, the reserved eating Mm -hmm. dining. Um, I would probably, maybe one day I wouldn't do it, but I would probably, if I was there for a week, I'm going to do four or four nights, you know, um, maybe even five if, uh, I think I can get by with it. uh, Two hours off your feet too, which is nice. Well, that's true too, but it's also, you're still getting an experience. Oh, right? sure. Yeah. So it's, it's worth those two hours off your feet. You're still, you're still absorbing the, the everything and it's part of Disney and, and it's, it's worth your time there. So, um, I, I guess that kind of summarizes the eating, uh, but let's break it down a little bit, get into the, the quick service. Um, first day we're there, animal kingdom. And uh, oh I yes, what, what were we doing for breakfast? I think that day I had granola bars. Yeah, we didn't we, do. We really kind of fasted a little bit. I skip breakfast usually, so I always forget that. Usually, for the most yeah. part, but yeah, and I'm a big breakfast breakfast guy anyway. But you know, a little coffee, I'm good to go. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think we did pretty much every day, except for one or two. But uh, um, and they had coffee in the room and stuff, which is nice. Um, otherwise, Haley wouldn't have made it. <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, first day, I think uh, we wanted to figure out the mobile ordering right away. That's something somewhat new that they do that's really convenient, makes it quicker, um, and helps them get through not only the service line, but the mobile service line. It just It's two feeds in and out, and it, it makes things run a little faster and more efficient for them and for the customer. So, um, But it was important that we figured that out. We tried it out. Uh, we did... Uh, can you recall the name? Jimmy is a barbecue joint. Flame Tree Barbecue. I forgot that we went there, but it was freaking yeah. delicious. <laughs> yeah, day one, and it was really good. I think uh, in some of the eats that they had, you know, oh. it, was, it was convenient stuff for quick service that you could put on a tray and go with you. And, um, you know, like they had like a pulled pork mac and cheese type of thing. They had mac, uh, pulled pork and cheese fries and and uh they had i actually that day i was trying to still eat somewhat healthy knowing i was going to be dining out at some of these you know lavish places i i want to stick to it a little bit i got a salad with uh like a barbecue chicken on top and a neat dressing and um a quick service joint and it was great it was really good and i got a side of the the pulled pork chili uh cheese fries and you know, they're just normal fries, but, um, you know, the toppings help it, and it, it's enjoyable. It's good food to keep you going for the day. You know, you're going to burn those calories, which I didn't realize. <laughs> it's funny. As I was down there speaking back to the walking and then now the dining, combine those two, I, I was really reserved about splurging too much on what I ate because, you know, I'm trying to watch the, the physique and whatnot. But, uh, you know, and Jimmy convinced me I gave up eventually. But, uh you gave up the first night. Pretty much, because there's <laughs> nothing. <laughs> like, everything has a carb in it, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Um, and uh, But the funny thing is, I actually lost weight while I was down there because I burned all those calories walking, standing, moving, um, which is great. I mean, and I was able to enjoy the full experience of Disney that way. So, um, but yeah, that was our first experience there. Um, I'll kind of run through them and we'll rate them at the end. But sure. uh, 
I think the next one we did was that night because we didn't have a reserved dining that evening. That's correct. Um, we did two quick services that day. Yeah, and we went to the Columbia House in Magic Kingdom. Yeah, the Harbor House. Yeah, and to kind of give you a synopsis of what it is, the you know the the barbecue joint was like you you went and got your tray at the front service area, and you walked back out, and they had this really cool patio dining down by the by the lake that's in Animal Kingdom, and uh, you know the storks and stuff are trying to eat your food. Yeah. But it's kind of cool, you know, you get to watch them and you got the water and umbrellas and nice seating. Uh, you're in the landscaping and it's like you're in a beautiful park. And that was great. So, but then jump in the Columbia house that evening. It was actually pretty late. I want to say it was like 8, 8.30. Yeah, about. So I think they were maybe. open until 9. Um, maybe a hair earlier, but uh, the aura of this place or the, the theme is uh, New England style, like Maine on the coast and uh the food didn't necessarily eh, kind of repli- it kind of went with that theme i mean you could get a lot of shrimp type stuff and uh fish mm-hmm. um and so i'm like you know what it really sounds good i'm gonna be a kid again i'm gonna get chicken tenders and fries but ah hold on i'm gonna add in the fish <laughs> the fish fry and the the fried shrimp because they had like the sampler platter dinner it was a similar cost as like two bucks more, but you got like a heaping pile of food. It was all fried, of course, but who cared at that point? And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, it, it was good. It, you know, it's a typical fried food, but it was tasty. It was what you needed and, and filled the belly kind of a thing. And I enjoyed it. But the, the main thing about that place that I really liked, um, and by the way, it was fish and the fish was good. Yeah. Yeah, I was actually really surprised. I know it wasn't anything special. It's not like they're hand breading it and dipping it and whatnot, but it, it was just good. Um, the quality was there on all of it. and uh, But the theming of this place is really cool. They have a whole upstairs dining, and it's really large. I was actually surprised from the outside. You don't really realize how big it is. But it was so late that not many people were eating, so we went upstairs, had our own table by a window overlooking the, the roadway and stuff, and... Uh, it was cool. It, as you're looking around, you're just kind of like, man, I kind of want to take a trip to New England or Maine. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, no, I get uh, you. But that's just a testament to like the way they theme everything in these parks is top-notch. Um, they really go all out, and it's no joke, um, And which is one of the main staples of Disney, the theme. You feel like you're in these places. It's immersive that way. Um movie set quality right mm-hmm. uh so that was number two which other ones did we do jimmy after that i'm drawing a slight bit of a blank i know we did do um like the cafeteria dining at a resort which was fine yeah we did that uh, kind of twice ish um mm-hmm. but uh, that food, was mostly- food wasn't that bad there either was it was fine yeah it was a bit cheaper so i'm not i wasn't surprised that that's what it was uh as far as quick service goes though I want to say that's almost all of it. Yeah. I think later down the road we might have done. Oh, we did uh, oh, Casey's. Uh, Casey's Hot Dogs yes, the last right, day. Cassie's. 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 <laughs> Cassie's. Oh, Cassie's. my God, if it was Cassie's. Cassie's is right oh. down the street. It's not, it's different. It's vegan. Yeah. All of us vegan. Uh, which is just hot dogs. I mean, it's fine. 
Yeah, it, it's fine. I got myself because I had to get it. Like I haven't had a hot dog in I don't know how long, and these are like big beef franks, you know. Yeah. They, they had a normal one, and then they had the big old foot long. And I tell you, when I say foot long, that was like a res- reserved uh, statement. It was more like a fourteen inchish freaking hot dog on a bun, and uh, I loaded mine with all the garbage. I had jalapenos, relish, and mustard on there. And, Oh yeah, I hit the spot, baby. Um, and on the ride we did after that, I puked furiously. No, um, no you didn't. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> if it would have been uh, Pandora, the uh, the flight of passage, oh yeah, probably would have. You would have seen fourteen inches of hot dog come flying <laughs> up the screen. <laughs> Stunning endorsement for Casey's. Uh. <laughs> no, it, it was good. I mean, a hot dog's a hot dog, but I mean, as far as hot dogs go, this wasn't something you get out of a package and, yeah. and put on in the microwave. You know, these are these are very tasty um, and, and worth it. I, I mean, it kind of hits the spot, right? It's sure. I don't want to call it comfort food, but in a certain way, it just it, it gets the job done. Yeah. And, and it's good. Um, yeah, there was that. There was something else we did, too. It, I can't jog my memory. There's something else we did that was quick service. Um, I can't recall. Well, when we go through the food stuff, it, it'll pop up if we... Recall. It might. That just means it probably wasn't mentionable or worth mentioning. But, yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess let's jump to our, our more fine dining outings where you have to make reservations ahead of time. Um, luckily, I think for some of them, we even changed our reservation time or we got in early uh, just because it wasn't maybe quite as packed as, yeah. as it could have been. Um, you know, that was one thing we kind of went during a, a nice time of the year where it's not too busy yet. You know, it's not ramping up going into like spring break and it's not busy from the holidays. So it's a good in between. Um, except for that last day, Friday, apparently everybody says, Hey, the Pro Bowl's in Florida. Let's go to Disney and then the Pro Bowl. Like, it was a stupid Pro Bowl. Uh, <laughs> yeah, who wants to go to a Pro Bowl? They, they hug each other, they don't even tackle. Um, <laughs> that, yes, that too. How dare they? Yeah. Um, God, talk about a chunk of money to spend, I bet. But, yeah, uh, I bet. yeah, but anyway, um, so our fine dining, Jimmy. Thank you to you. You, uh, you're the one who made these reservations, and, and thank God you, you, you really uh, you did a great job. And I'll thank get, uh, I'll, I'll pinpoint a, a reason as to why oh. in a minute. But uh, so let's start off with our first reserved seating fine dining experience. Yeah, I think you'll get a kick out of this one, won't you? <laughs> uh, if it's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, so Epcot, I forget what time our reservation was. It doesn't matter. It was a little later, but oh. we ended up going to – go ahead. What, are you talking about the one in the afternoon or the one at night? Because we did two that day. Do you remember? Lay it on me. Uh, it had to do with bread, and you got poutine. Yeah, I forgot that we snuck that one in there. That yeah. was a last-minute one that Katie wanted yep. to do. So I figured we'd talk about we went, before you get yeah. to the one that I def, definitely got a kick out of. But uh, Yeah, but I'm going in order, time timeline. Um, yeah, La Cellier. Yeah. Um, 
Canadian, French Canadian. Um, what would normally be like ultra fine dining, like you better have like a button shirt on, maybe even a sport jacket. Um, that's the one thing that's nice about the parks. They expect that, you know, not nobody's going to come wearing a suit unless you're at like it's a restaurant at your resort. Um, but here it's like they know you're out and about, you're at the parks. They expect that you're going to be in like jeans, sneakers, and a t shirt kind of a deal. Mm-hmm. So that's that's nice that they don't like frown upon that and they, they let that fly. I mean, how could they not? Plus, there's families coming in there. Um, and with kids, it's tough. Yeah. Um, but anywho, so we, we stopped there for lunch, and boy, what a feeling lunch it was. Um, Jimmy, of course, had to have his filet. Yeah. And it was impressive. You gave me a little bite of that, and that, that, that sucker melted in the mouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, you did not need a sharp knife to cut it. I think a butter knife would have done done the job. So, yeah. um, you got that. I think uh, your sister just got a bowl of soup. Haley got, soup. I think, the same thing, yeah, yeah which looked pretty good. Um, me, of course, I'm like, I mean, this is French-Canadian. I'm getting something that goes along with the theme here. I went along, and uh, I got lobster poutine, <laughs> lobster bisque poutine. And, Joe, they use the uh, whole lobster on this thing. Yeah, the waitress kept, the wait when I ordered, she looked at me, she's like, You like lobster, right? I'm like, uh, does anyone not like lobster? <laughs> I'm allergic to shellfish, but I love it. That's exactly, what yeah, said. please. Um, and then and then she's like, Well, I'm just saying because they use the whole lobster, like head and everything. I'm like uh or no, she didn't say head, but she said the whole lobster and I'm like Hmm, what does that mean? Is this thing going to come out with a freaking lobster head standing on top like a cherry? Um, and uh, I'm like, whatever. More lobster sounds great to me. It's, it keeps getting better, I said. And uh, she's like, okay. And uh, goes back. I mean, we get our food. And, and uh, yeah, I covered what you and the girls had. Um, somewhat straightforward. But I, I want to talk about mine just a little bit because it was Please. a little one-off, right? Yeah. And, uh I don't know if anybody has had poutine before, but obviously there's a gravy, there's cheese curds, and whatever type of like protein they put in there. A lot of times it's like shredded beef or beef, and um, I think that's a typical way. Um, but it's all over fries, and I was skeptical. I'm like, this is a little weird, but whatever. And uh, and I, I didn't get the beef. I think going back, I would get the beef. Um, just because it's a little more normal. Sure. Um, the seafood, the lobster has, it's got a different taste to it. and You have to like seafood to enjoy it, but it doesn't necessarily go along with fries and gravy very well. Um, but yeah, I mowed down on it, and believe it or not, it was a small bowl. It wasn't very big. It was kind of deep, but it didn't look like a monstrous portion. But it was crazy how, like, halfway through, I'm like, oh, man, one more bite. You know? Um, <laughs> but definitely strong seafood flavor. I, I like lobster, so I, it didn't bug me. I, I don't think it was the greatest combination. Um, like I said, I would have gotten the beef next time. But it was an experience. It was pretty tasty. Um, worth the money, I think. Yeah, because it was freaking lobster. But, um it was good. It was worth trying. I'd probably try it again. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just thought it was the most interesting thing on the menu, but, uh, the ambiance and stuff in there, I mean, it's very French Canadian. The cellular is a very, uh, 
deserved name. Um, you know, you're kind of in a, you feel like it's a sunken space and it's got a lot of the wood beams everywhere, uh, mirrors on the wall, chandelier type stuff. And, uh, it has that ambiance that fits the name. And, uh, the theme was there for the most part, but I don't really know what French Canadian supposed to look like overall, sure. you know? Uh, but, uh, it was nice. It was fun. It was a good experience. Um, so yeah, I guess, uh, that was our lunch. And then that, that evening we had another reservation that Jimmy had to have. And I was like, I'm all for it. Sounds like a crazy cool experience. Right. And I was all in it for the experience. I didn't know what I was going to think of the food. Um, you and Haley looked like I had punched you both in the gut when I showed you the menu the first time. I was like, I really want to go here or the Canadian place, La Cellier. Yeah. And you're both like, um, is there another option? And I was like, well, La Cellier, we were looking, and La Cellier was very expensive. And I was kind of looking at it like, geez, I can't, I mean, I can afford it, but do I want to afford it? Because, you know, like, I like a filet, but I'm not that gung ho about it to where I want. Yeah, some of that stuff was very expensive and it wasn't really it wasn't exotic enough for me to wanna really go all out on it you know what I mean um, and, and I when we looked at it originally I didn't see the poutine but uh, that worked out real well yeah um, but yeah you were all about checking out the Japanese quarter over in the uh, uh, the world in Epcot and the uh, what do you call the world tour deal world showcase world showcase and a showcase it was um, oh we went to Takumite, the Japanese eatery. Uh, I would call it fine dining, uh, a very Japanese style. Uh, you don't have to sit down on a padded pillow, legs crossed um, traditionally, but um, they have different dining areas and they're all named after elements and whatnot. They have paper, earth, fire, water. It was air. wood, not fire, I think. Wood, yeah, 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 yeah you're right. It was more... Yeah, Except crowd. it would have been the fire room for sure, because it's lit. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> but we got the paper room, which was very nice. Um, it, it was a little later in the evening, so it wasn't as busy. Um, and uh, plus, I don't think a lot of families are going to try this place. This is a little more like, you know, an adult couple or an adult group that likes that sort of experience. And, and we were, I went into it with an open mind, and boy, I, I was a little more reserved at this one and a little more, I don't want to say high strung, but I was a little more alert and kind of like trying to be primped and proper because you had to be, you had to be focused. Uh, it's very, it is insanely authentic, the menu and the experience, um, the staff, they are all Japanese, uh, probably doing a college program type of deal there. Um, for quite a few, I noticed we had our waitress, but their uh, name of our waitress, Jimmy. Oh, do you mean Ayumi? Ayumi, can you can you see it? Can you? Yeah, she you gave... wrote her name here. You can see it right over there by my palm. Ayumi, Ayumi. Yeah. At the end of it, she gave us those uh, origami hearts, thanking us oh. for coming in and all that. It was really cool, which really topped off the experience. You know, shows they're appreciative oh. and they enjoyed it as much as we did. I didn't all try the candy. Did you try the candy they gave us? I haven't yet. Hills has. Oh, man, somewhere. I haven't tried it. Sounds good. We'll have to try that together some night. Katie's got it. I think she's hoarding it. Oh, shame on her. 
Anywho, um, there is, I wouldn't say there's a language barrier. They all speak English, but, you know, of course, it's it's not always, sometimes they struggle to find a word, and it, it's kind of fun to kind of converse with them and, yeah. and, and try and try and communicate and talk about things a little bit and they're all for it and they enjoy it and uh jimmy of course knew some phrases in japanese and she that kind of piqued her interest she's like why do you know japanese yeah <laughs> and uh and you were all about it you're you're great you got her to uh, kind of open up a little bit i think even and uh and uh yeah we we didn't do the, the, the full, there's like one package where it was like 130 bucks, but the chef prepares a custom meal for you. Ugh. And it's like a nine course deal. They do a tea ceremony with you at the beginning, which we saw a couple in, in our room do that tea ceremony. It's really cool. They bring that out. They whisk the tea, they pour it and, and they drink it a certain way. And that's really cool. Um, but wasn't in the mood for tea with my meal. Um, anywho, <laughs> understand. Uh, but yeah, then you can see on the menu, you know, it's followed by a, a range of uh, courses, and and it's not listed as what it'll be because it literally is a chef picking out a meal for you and surprising you, which is really cool. Um, but uh, yeah, so we all ordered. Jimmy's main reason for going there. Take a guess, people. Wagyu beef. That's my trigger word. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Where's the Wagyu? Did Where you is it? Wagyu? Uh, for those who don't know Wagyu beef, and correct me if I'm wrong at any point, Jimmy, Wagyu beef is uh, it, it's it's a cow that's raised a particular way um, in order for the meat to not be as lean. It, it actually has perfect marbling and uh which makes the meat very tender and <laughs> extremely edible um uh, and uh like i think a good way to describe it is is this cow was growing up it was massaged every night and they'd play music for it um yeah yeah so i won't get into the cost i don't need to uh talk about that it, it is pricey yeah worth the cost worth the cost worth every penny <laughs> um the portion size it, it came with what some uh it came with some special truffles oh actually you say it actually for mine it came with some like greens but it came with some small potatoes and small mushrooms and yeah. i thought that was interesting because i didn't really that wasn't really what i was looking to get but uh it was it was a nice little like accoutrement or garnishish type yeah, situation and it with like a cilantro base yeah, or something, something like that something um, yeah so it's actually very artistic the way very they much so. the way they present things on a plate they're showing is mm, exceptional um cuz yours it's almost artistic the way they'd spread that and place the mushrooms and the greens and the potatoes but uh but yeah, um, the Wagyu beef, think of a dollar bill in about the same shape, a little more rounded corners and a little smaller, a stack of thin fillets of beef. And um, that is an interesting way to describe that. I would never. Because <laughs> <laughs> I want people to understand the size of it. Sure. And, really, and uh, but yeah, I think that's I the best way to describe it. A little smaller than a dollar bill. And just a stack of thin 
layers yeah, of beef. I suppose. Um, when I say thin, I'd probably say, uh, what would you say? Maybe like two or three coins stacked together. Maybe. Oh, yeah. I'm relating it to money. Maybe yeah, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But like yeah, uh, and you can tell just by looking at it when it came out, it, it does have that perfect marbling. It's got a little bit of a sear to the outside layer, um, but uh, cooked perfectly. It's not too rare, not too done. Um, and yeah, I guess the rest of us, uh, the girls, they got sushi. Um, it, it was basically rice balls with uh, sushimi on top, and they have wasabi and, and some sort of ginger dip um and then uh you know let's see i got uh rolls and you say wow joe how lame right well no i you know this is the most legitimate sushi i think you can get <laughs> unless you're maybe in like seattle on the water or you know somewhere that's pretty known for sushi like in japan um, yeah, this is truly Japanese, and um, my rolls were they were uh, they were tuna, yellowtail, and um, there was something else in there. But uh, then I had a little bit of asparagus, uh, of course, rice, uh, the kelp wrap, and then um, there's another item in there, and I can't recall. But I'm not a big sushi guy at all, but. I loved it and something that really enhanced it, the wasabi there. You've probably been somewhere where you've had wasabi and also the thin paper, thin ginger slices. You probably have wasabi at one point or another, but when I say this is wasabi, this is like you take a dollop about the size of a, a thin spread, any bigger than the pinky nail is too much. <laughs> like your eyes are watering and your nose is running but i loved it the flavor that it gave like i almost wanted to eat it plain I, although i knew i couldn't but i i used all of it they give you like a probably a nickel size ball of it um and it's actually a sphere and uh i was taking that i'd make sure to spread that on each roll just a little bit in the center give myself a sliver of ginger on there I mean, you can't really bite into a roll. They they tend to, you just ruin it. They start to fall apart. I just, boom, one whole roll in the mouth. I think I had six or seven of them. Actually, maybe eight. Anywho, <laughs> delectable, amazing. Yeah. I'm not a big sushi guy, but I would eat that 10 times in a row. I love them. I almost wanted another plate. but uh, What did you drink? I had... I can't even name it. It was something with like coconut, pineapple, and some sort of like uh, like a soda cocktail deal. It was it was virgin. It didn't have any alcohol. I didn't really. I think I did. I even drink on this trip at all. I don't think I did. We tried to get I, you to. Yeah, I don't think I had any alcohol while I was down there. I didn't want to risk. Uh, oh, I did have a glass of wine at one point. Oh yes, you did. Um, we'll get to that. But uh, overall, I didn't want to ruin i didn't want to get sick or get a migraine or something and alcohol tends to do that to me sometimes um especially liquor but uh yeah so um that was really tasty you got a um let me see if i can recall a blood orange something 
It was in a fluted champagne glass. Yeah. It was a spritzer. Sort of, yeah, spritzer. Uh-huh. And, and I had a taste of yours. It was really delicious. Uh, very, it was a lot stronger and more potent. Mine was uh, very smooth and and, uh, and just freaking tasty. I should have stirred All mine right. up more. The syrup pooled at the bottom, so my last few sips were, like, perfect. I was like, yeah, like Jim, Jimmy's pupils were dilated. He was looking for the next ride. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh yeah those those are good and and um yeah i splurge i'm sure a lot of sugar but it was, it was tasty Ooh, so tasty yeah. um uh and here are the girls across from us drinking water <laughs> losers yeah <laughs> uh, big mistake but uh yeah between the drinks and the food is amazing i did try one of Haley's uh, uh sushi sushimi balls and it was excellent as yeah, well they were uh, really good and, and, and I mean, there's not much to it, but there's something, there's something about it. It's just right, and uh, I don't think sushi will ever be the same for me. Um, the world so, will never be the same for me. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. I did have a sliver of your wagyu. We all did. Thank you very much for that. You guys yeah. like all looked at me like I was crazy. I was like, "Here's I want to. I want you guys to experience this with me because." I'm well, we were getting here. mad because you spend the money on it. You're supposed to yeah, enjoy it. You I know, but like it. that's you do. That's what you do is you, if you have something, you share it so other people can enjoy. It. And I was like tearing up, and I wanted other people to like at least get a taste for like what the reason was. It's not just like, well, this guy, he's just losing it because he's like, you know, he's such a weeaboo, and he's like sitting and he's like he wants to be Japanese. He's saying all these words. He's got some beef here, but it's like, oh no, god. Okay, all right. I, I don't mean to interrupt you, but let me let me highlight this and describe why your reaction was what it was i like food clearly but <laughs> when i jimmy says he was tearing up and like reacting to this in a way not many people would to food and when i took my bite of my sliver and i started to chew and it started to just almost dissolve in my mouth <laughs> I, I looked, they, the girls I hadn't eaten theirs yet, and I kind of looked at them, and I started, my eyes started to water too, and there was no wasabi on this. I was like, that is, um, that was enlightening. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I started to tear up a bit myself. I was like, geez, well, Pete. Oh. That was Katie uh, with the cheesecake. Yeah, okay, we'll get to that. But this way, you. It had, and, and, and chime in as you feel you need to, but because you ate it all, but it had just the lightest bit of crustiness isn't the word, but just a slight sear on the outside that just made that outer edge a little crusty, but then, and crusty's a bad word, dang it. Um, um, friable or just a little crispiness on the outside but you get into it and then the center meat cut is just like Mwah. like oh like if you used a knife on this they probably you go straight to hell um it was it was otherworldly i don't think i'll ever experience that again unless i go back but uh yeah anything to add jay uh it was charred to perfection, like the perimeter of a caldera on a, a volcano formed by whatever deity that you like the most. 
It was, I'm going to make a, I'm going to do like a full review. Joe, I didn't tell you this, but I'm doing two actual review videos for Disney. Yeah, one's on this yeah. and one's on Rise of Resistance. I will spend five minutes talking about this Wagyu. No, I won't. But Joe's right. I So basically what I ended up doing is taking the, there's maybe like uh, eight slices or so of it. And I took each piece. After the first one, I took like the whole thing, which my sister was like, why are you doing that? I was like, I just wanted to see what it was like. But then I took each subsequent piece and, and cut it into thirds. And I gave each of them like a third of a slice. And then I kept doing that with each of mine. So I, I took the longest, which I normally always do. But I felt like I needed to because each one, even as it got colder, it didn't matter. Uh, it was just, and it, there was like a, like on the crispiness, there was like a salt to it too or something on the plate. Oh my gosh. It was just, uh, it was the greatest beef I've ever had in my life. And I know it to be true. Like I think back on the beef I've eaten, and like this was, yeah, it was. Uh, and I'm glad that you got to try it, so that way you knew that I wasn't like just like losing my mind over here. And the sushi, which I don't like sushi, that was amazing too. I could have destroyed thirty of those. Like the like you said, the ladies had ten of them. I could have annihilated that stuff. I would have been like thump 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 thump. Like apparently they were built that way, so that way the um the geishas could eat it so that way they wouldn't mess up their makeup or something that's what they were telling us i was like yeah they were like little bite-sized balls and yeah you could just you could annihilate a bunch of those but yeah that way goo man yeah it was something else so let's get to the dessert um katie got a cheesecake dessert to share it was like cheesecake on i don't even know what it was it had like Um, an ice cream with it too didn't it? Yeah, it did. It had like a traditional Japanese ice cream kind of on the top. It was like a tower. The cheesecake was like a tower. Yeah, and I don't want to say there was graham cracker crust at the bottom. I don't know what it but was. But there was some sort of crumbly crust at the bottom yeah. that was unbelievable. It wasn't graham cracker, but that's what it reminds you of. The consistency. The, the texture. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but ultimately, uh, she she wasn't going to eat it all and intended to share it all. So we were all kind of taking a fork and digging into every bit of everything that was there. Haley got a uh, kind of a coffee, uh, graham cracker, marshmallowy like it was in a little rectangle bar of it, mm-hmm. and um, and it had like a honey glaze spread to the one side and then a caramely one on the other side, a little bit of chocolate and. Uh, a few bites of that it was like that like chocolate like a little bit of espresso flair to it but but very subtle and then you dip it in that honey and it was like just like mm, mm. it was good not a huge portion size but it, it was delectable um and not overly sweet either their stuff wasn't overly like you know you weren't getting diabetes 10 minutes afterward um but the cheesecake, let me tell you, that was pretty addicting. It was different than American cheesecake. It's maybe a little more uh, potent in its flavor, I feel like. I felt like it was thicker, too. Maybe that's just me. Yeah, it had a slightly different consistency. Yeah. It wasn't as dry. I think that's yeah. what I feel like it was. It wasn't as dry. It was a little more moussey. I don't know if... Yeah. I don't know if thicker is the word. I think ours is maybe a little more dense. Theirs is just a little more moist, flavorful, and yeah. But I think it was right, you know. Like I really enjoyed it. The the ice cream on top. There was some sort of drizzle of something. Uh, 
Was there chocolate involved? Not that I recall, but I don't I know. I can't either. Either way, if you were to scrape down one side, get the ice cream, the cheesecake, and whatever was at the bottom all at once and get a bite of that, it was like a freaking explosion of fireworks in your mouth. Ugh, without the burning. Um, that was... Of the desserts we had there, that was easily my favorite by far. Um, and I, I don't think we had a lot of desserts. I mean, we had a lot of treats in the parks, but those yeah. are like your typical like park-style treats and some more crazy than others, but still nothing uh, over-the-top fancy about them. Um, but yeah, that was an experience. And getting back to not just the food, but the actual experience itself, the 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 wait staff being so friendly. They took you on a tour around the place to see the other rooms and yeah. things. She took a photo with us and everything. The manager even made it a point to talk with us and he was extremely nice. Um, that just top notch, man. I, you don't feel, you walk out of there feeling like you didn't waste a damn penny. Yeah. In I fact, I probably would have thrown another 20 at, at the door just because I felt good about it. Um, yeah, I felt like I was in my element there. I felt like yeah, and, I, and I will say my, my uh, the, the tip, you know, it wasn't no 20%. So um, it was, it was 10. good. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I think people can realize it was the opposite. Um, but uh, and it was worth it. it, it when, when somebody treats your dining experience as almost an art form and really wants you to sit down take your time and enjoy the entire experience even beyond the food um it makes you feel like it was well worth it sure it, it totally was you know they weren't trying to push you out to open up the table granted we were there at the right time but it was just it was very proper uh it was very the politeness wouldn't you say that's just off the charts it, well, cultural yeah. thing a little bit but you know the experience across the board at all the places we went was kind of like that very polite uh the service is just good um i i was gonna say i think the thing that you're kind of t touching on here and i wanted you to bring up too is i think after this place it kind of ruins you everywhere else because the service just it's just not this to the same level because every time ayumi would leave and come back if it was a, like 45 seconds or a minute, two minutes, she would say, I appreciate your patience. And you're like, I didn't even know that you left. Like, and she's, yeah. she comes back. She's like, oh, th thank you for your patience. And you're like, yeah, it is tough. Even by the end of the night, I was doing the bowing thing. I wasn't really putting my hands together, but I was kind of doing the nod, you know? And yeah. It's because you feel like, because I will say, I, I think if you dine there more, you would probably get more accustomed to it and a little more relaxed. But I will say I was a little more tense just because of the experience and I'm trying to like, I'm trying to take it all in, but at the same time be on my toes and make sure I'm, I'm also polite and also, which, which isn't a burden at all. It's just, it's, it's different. And yeah. I think that's the reason I was so um, apt to going here and accepting of it. I was like, yeah, I mean, this could be something really one off that you, you never really get to do. And it, and it exactly was that, um, but you know it felt formal like you felt like you don't want to be too chill right yeah. you want to you want to play the part yourself a little bit but it doesn't it doesn't make it unenjoyable it just added to the experience to kind of you know be in that mindset and uh and yeah she was ultimately insanely polite i mean uh you know with your little japanese phrases you were saying thank you 
uh, that sort of thing, all always in Japanese, and she just got a chuckle out of that. She loved it, and because uh, nobody really does that, you know. And uh, she she really liked that that you that you were so in the experience, and we were kind of there, kind of feeding into it with you as much as we could, and uh, it just it topped the whole thing off. I, I wouldn't say it ruined any other experience for me. It was just different. I almost put that experience in a different category because um, it was just, it, it's on its own pyramid, you know? Yeah. Um, I even got so, the other waitress too when she stopped by and helped us out. Yeah. I said that and she, like yeah. her face, like it, it was a moment of like, what did he say? And then she like smiled like, oh, like, whoa, this is this is my native tongue. I'm like, what, what's coming from this guy? <laughs> like the whitest yeah. man ever. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> from the Midwest. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, do it, she mashed it. Arigato. Yeah, and then they have uh, the Japanese store uh, down below the restaurant. Uh, Mitsukoshi. Uh, and by the way, this is like a traditional like Japanese building with uh-huh. the flared awnings, not awnings, but like the flared uh, fascia and overhangs yeah. and whatnot. Yeah, like the uh, roofs that are like extending out, like that you're not used to seeing yeah, around here. Yeah, you're totally enthralled uh-huh. in this experience because of all the architecture and everything. And, and so the store was pretty cool. They had some cool stuff, a lot of knots, yeah. Japanese culture, pop culture, the things that are popular there now, and, and some of it popular here as well. Um, and uh, yes, Pokemon is still very alive. and, and Very much so. Yeah. Um, yeah, it brought me back to my childhood. They had like these card decks for sale, and I was like, whoa, I almost bought one just for the shits of it. But, yeah, exactly, uh, yeah. Um, no, it was cool. It was really cool. They had a lot of like, uh, they, they, of course they had your chopsticks and things like that. Some were like actual Japanese, very artistic and, and, uh, high end. Some were just your typical knockoff, you know, here's some chopsticks type of deal, but, uh, some dishware, things like that. And, you know, a lot of the other jargon, but, uh, overall cool store and everything probably could have even if i was willing to buy trinkets and whatnot i probably would have spent some dough there sure. but uh fun experience overall it was it was kind of a top-notch deal i kind of categorize it differently at the top of the pyramid over here but uh yeah i think we spent enough time on it but it was one that we needed yeah. to give it its time um they do um so next on our list wednesday this is a big day for us uh what parks did we do on wednesday jimmy so uh wednesday if memory serves correctly we started off our day at the magic kingdom and because we have park hoppers i was kind of hoping we could hit up um what am i thinking here uh i was trying i was trying to hit up other like i was hoping for you guys to hit like another park i think katie and i it was tuesday and wednesday we did rise of the resistance so for us we still I think we got, was it Wednesday or was it Thursday? I forget which day. I got I got on it three times. But uh, Magic Kingdom in the morning, and then we went and uh, did Animal Kingdom uh, after hours events that night. But before we went there, we went out to dinner somewhere. Where did we go? We did, yeah. It was uh, an earlier dinner. We went to, going along with the theme of Animal Kingdom before we got to go on our after hours event and go crazy, um, we went to Sanaa, one that I kind of, you know, you had approached the subject with me, and I kind of started looking at it. I was like, you know what? Let's go along the lines of Takumi Te, experience something, some cuisine that's very different. And I wouldn't say it was really out there, out there, but it, it had kind of a, 
uh, what what was it? It was kind of Indian influences as well as African. Yeah, it was um, a bit of both. Yeah, and uh, and nothing was really crazy off the charts um, foreign to us as far as the food or exotic is the right word. Um, but you and I both got like it was, I forget what the, the the names of the dishes were extremely hard to pronounce. But it uh, was like South African bravilas or whatever. But it was like a yeah. it was basically just fire cooked meats, which were yeah. lamb, beef, and a sausage. Which I thought one of them was pork, but you said it was beef, and I was like, I think you might be right. Yeah, it was, it was almost a fillet or some sort of uh, top of the line strip. It, yep. was, it was a little smaller, but it was a good chunk of meat. Um, it, it, it was kind of medallion-esque, but not, um, so I wouldn't call it a filet, but, uh, yeah, that, I would say for me, I thought it almost rivaled, uh, Le Cellier, um, but I didn't have that whole filet of Le Cellier, so that's probably not fair to say, but, um, I didn't need a steak knife for it. It was either my fork or a butter knife, and it, it just... It was delicious, cooked perfectly. Uh, I loved it. Um, and then jumping, and this came with uh, some very natural broccoli. It wasn't your typical broccoli. It was longer stock and almost like asparagus, but it was broccoli. Um, very good. Um, yeah, veggies, whatever. I think I got but, Brussels sprouts. No, you had the same thing as me. It was like a long stock with Is that what a they had? I thought they asked me and I said I wanted Brussels sprouts instead. I don't know, I'll check the tape. Oh, did you really? Yeah. Oh, oh anywho, by the way, uh, that steak, I was gonna say quickly, it is not the it was it was good. It was not Le Cellier. I'll say that much. It was pretty good. Le Cellier was I think it was more tender. Just from from my I've I was on a beef kick this whole trip. Oh, uh, it was a filet. It was a filet, so it's a I little think so. Different. I think I yeah, and this one might have been t- or almost a filet. Yeah, I don't know. It was decent. It, it was just mixed in with the sauces and stuff. It was harder to yeah, tell. Yeah, and I don't think it was, but it was high end whatever it was and, yeah. and the fact that if you can cut a a, a steak or a grilled meat like that without a knife, it's good. Oh. <laughs> you know? Um but yeah, not the not the thing to rave about the most. Um, uh, but uh, the lamb was good. Yeah, the lamb was very good. That I've was never, really I don't tender. even think I've really had lamb before, but that was very tender. Yeah. It was thin slices, but huh. you could just kind of lap it up. And uh, yeah. this all came on some very, uh, you know, they're very uh, they're more tra- not our type of potatoes. They're mashed potatoes, but they're less less traditional they're more and they're very seasoned and buttery and they had herbs in them too they're like green and yeah yeah but they were good yeah there's a a slightly different flavor but very good um and paired well with all the meats and the sausage i think the sausage you know might have been i liked it a lot and i like sausage i'm I'm german i got it but uh i liked it it was a little dry, but it had all the right flavors going on, and it might have been because of the type of meats that they had in there. Um, it wasn't like a straight pork sausage, you know? Um, I think if you ever eat that again, or either of us do this, don't do what I did and, like, not finish the sausage right away because sausage does not do well if it gets colder because it gets really grainy. And, yeah. like, this one did at the end. I was, like, trying to finish it, but it was just, like, so, like, like kind of – it wasn't bad. It was, yeah. just like – it was the texture – 
really started and, to pop when it was cold. Yeah, and for me, it was the first thing I ate, and I thought it was really good. It had a lot of good flavor. I could tell that the meat was of good quality, hence why it might have been a little drier. Um, so it wasn't like just greasing out. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Which I kind of prefer it that way. But yeah, a little drier, and you're right. I think that's something that you got to eat right away. Go right away, yeah. Um, but all the meats paired well together. It was like a meat sampler platter kind yeah, of deal. The mashed sweet. potatoes, the flavor of the mashed potatoes really complemented everything well. I it was liked great. it. Um, African meat and potatoes is what it was. It was great. Yeah, yeah, and it was somewhat off the beaten path, a little uh, something exotic enough that you're not going to get it everywhere. Oh, and, yeah, no. Uh, you can tell that it's worth the, the money you pay, and it really was somewhat reasonable for what you got there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I know I skipped appetizer. We'll get back to that, but I think that might have been one of the best parts. So, jumping to what the ladies had, um, they had uh, Katie got some sort of uh, what do you call that dish? She got like a curry mixture. Yeah, like some sort of curry. I think chicken and rice type of a deal, yeah. and, and they bring it out in separate bowls, and then you pour it all together on the plate that the bowls are on to mix it. And and it's kind of like, do I just take a bite out of each one of these and mix it that way? No, 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 no. Everybody always asks, but you're supposed to pour it all together. We allow you to mix it yourself. Well, they, weren't they telling her too, that most people didn't like it that way. So that way they had to start putting it in bowls because people didn't yeah, like that touched. <laughs> something like that, which is super weird because something like Funny. that is supposed to mix. Yeah. Um, they should just bring it out that way. Just be like, there yeah. you go. But it, it kind of makes it an, an active thing. Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Which almost maybe made it better. But uh, I didn't have any myself. Uh, Katie and Haley were kind of sharing their dishes. And, and from what I heard, they were both good. I know, you know, curry does a, does a number on the digestive system. Yeah, but, uh, I looked at her like when she ordered it. I'm like, are you nuts? Do you know where we are? Like, like we're going to go on yeah. some thrill rides soon. Nah, you do what you want to. Not, not to divulge too much, but between Haley and Katie, we did make a few bathroom stops that evening. Well, what uh, did Haley have? I forget. Haley had... Hers was some sort of pasta, I believe. Oh, okay. You know, I don't think it was necessarily curry, but uh, it, it was something along those lines, uh, more of an Indian flair. Yeah. Um, and sorry, Haley, I can't remember exactly what she ate, but That's uh, fine. but it looked good, like something I would be all about. But I'm pretty sure it was some sort of pasta dish. Um, but so let's cut back to kind of the highlight of this experience, Jimmy. You made the reservation after we had decided on it and you requested a window seat because you kind of knew a little bit of what to expect. I tried to, at least I, I remember trying to, or maybe hoping that would happen, but either way we did get an amazing window seat. We got a window seat and it was kind of back in a corner where the window started. So we had like one table behind us, but to our right, there was like a stairwell or a, or a wall that kind of outcropped and it was really, it kind of made it a nice experience for us because we kind of had a little bit of privacy to kind of hang and like we could let loose a little bit and relax. And this whole trip, we kind of were like food vloggers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. Like the second any food or drink came out, it was like, here's the camera. I had a freaking DSLR lens of my food at one point, but uh, it, which made it fun. And we really enjoyed that experience. But so we're back by the window. We're, we're laughing and telling jokes and really enjoying ourselves. I think, I think that was one of the things that made this one a real highlight for me was that we were we were able to really kind of kick back a little yeah. bit. And our, our wait staff was great. We had a good waitress, and she had a, a waitress in training 
who had actually worked at Animal Kingdom as a safari guide driving one of the, the Jeeps. But uh, And she did great as well. And it was kind of fun because we had to, got to converse with each of them a few times. And they're all for it. They kind of get into it. And they, they love talking to you, which, which is a nice, refresh, refreshing difference between that and dining up here. Oh, sure, um, yeah. But uh, Jimmy made an executive decision off the bat. I think mm. everybody got water. What did you get? A, a Coke with no ice? I probably did. Yeah, I get a cherry Coke, no ice. That's kind of my... Uh, yeah. And down there specifically, I was like, I got to keep drinking Coke because uh, I needed the caffeine. And I'm like, I'm, gonna pow- I'm one of those power through the day kind of psychos. So I was like... I'm just going to get it. And it was so great because sometimes they're like, is it okay if we put grenadine in there? I'm like, the more grenadine, the better. Like, yeah, I was like, just yeah. For it. So, yeah, I got that. And, Joe, you got some wine, right? Yeah, I got a glass of uh, Pinot Noir. Um, and South African. I, and it was funny because, I mean, they were very – yeah, South African Pinot Noir. Uh, it was very different from any Pinot I had ever had, and that's kind of my go-to. Uh, you know, I like Merlot and Cabernet, but only – yeah, it's a bit more. I want. I wanted. Yeah, I wanted yeah. something a little less heavy and dry, um, so I went with the Pinot. But uh, yeah, I savored that. It was funny. They're very proper about it. Typical finer dining. They bring out the glass and they bring the bottle and they pour just a little taste for you. You get to do this swirl and the smell and the taste. And yep, <laughs> you know. Um, I, I said I'm no wine connoisseur, but pour her up and. Uh, Jimmy, with your experience in the wine industry, they poured it, and everybody's just staring. staring. Um, I look up at you, and you're like, and they laughed, and you're like, they gave you a generous pour. It was a generous like, pour. <laughs> like, Chris was born and generous. Like, <laughs> yeah, and I looked down, and I was like, yeah, that's probably like two servings. Yeah, <laughs> it was, was great. a whole wine glass, and savored every bit of it shared a little with Haley, kind of a thing and, and it was nice it relaxed me a little bit i guess but uh um uh, yeah so you made an executive decision right off the bat as they asked if we wanted any appetizers and uh of course it was a great executive decision we got the bread and dip sampler yeah um and so they bring out this platter with a bunch of flatbreads and there were like five or six of them on there and each one kind of a different flavor. They had yeah. like a, they had like a honey type one. They had a, like a, not Parmesan, but a, I don't even gar- know. It was, there was a garlic yeah. butter one. There was a, one that was like a, a, a seed, uh, some sort of herb mm-hmm. uh, one. Um, oh my gosh. Just five hot slices of non bread. What else do you need? Yeah. So <laughs> so now and then and then next to that they got the charcuterie board with little holes cut in it that fit all these little um, metal sauce. Uh, this is like dishes. the jam board or whatever. The I don't jam even, board. I don't yeah. even know what to call it. It was amazing. And and they bring it out and and the server says so. Let me describe what you're looking at here. And they go. It goes in order from hot to mild. Starting over here with the hot, you have a yada yada. I can't even name them all. They were great. Um, one like was like a, yeah, one was like a garlic something. One was like a uh, a part a cilantro something or other. One was uh, they had uh, garlic cloves uh, in one. Yeah, and then the yeah, one you love. One was a hummus. Yeah, so you roasted uh, red sweet pepper. Chili. Yeah, roasted red pepper hummus. That's which your thing. Was, 
Yeah, eat your heart out, Sabra. This was good. Um, then uh, the one I like, they had a couple that were just like red chili types, uh, kind of almost salsa-esque. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, of course, the hottest one was like, it was like a red chili something, but it was hot. There so. was two at the end, and I thought the second from the end was hotter almost than the hottest one. Yeah, so coincidentally, <laughs> that was the one I loved the most, and it actually had, it was like a jalapeno, what was it, jalapeno, what was the other ingredient in there? I don't know. Jalapeno something You keep jam. talking about it, I'll look it up. And it had like a, you know, the rind of the jalapeno, it had like the jalapeno chunks in there. And uh, it was very smoky flavored. It was spicy as hell, but any piece of pita I put it on, it was like, mm, yeah, baby. And I even, we saved the dip tray uh, for later to put on some of our other food. And it was a good move because it, it was great. Um, Do you want me to read them off quick? Go for it. Uh, yeah, so I don't think this is going to be exactly in order. Um, but uh, for those who are curious, and I think we've talked about it in the past, maybe, but um, red chili sambal. A cucumber is a raita, a coriander chutney, mango chutney, the best one, a tomato yeah. date jam, garlic pickle, spicy jalapeno lime pickle, roasted red pepper bell or roasted red bell pepper hummus, and tamarind chutney. That's a lot yeah. of stuff. <laughs> what was the jalapeno one again? The jalapeno was spicy jalapeno lime lime pickle. Yeah. Which and that the, was the one I love the most. And the thing I've learned, too, uh, in my culinary exploits is that if it says pickle or pickled near it, it usually means it's going to be less intense. So if you ever get, like, a pickled jalapeno, that means it's usually not as hardcore as, like, a regular jalapeno. That's, yeah, that's been my experience. It, it wouldn't surprise me because it was hot as it was, so they use that to tone it down a hair. Yeah. Or it probably wouldn't have been edible. Uh, uh, but, yeah, that that mango chutney, though. That was good, too. I did try it. I tried every one of them except for the cucumber one, which was like a white, creamy sauce. Oh, that one seemed... I thought they just poured ranch in a thing, but... Yeah, (laughs) it was was like a sour, creamy type deal. Yeah, uh, I think I tried it, it, But anywho, um, that was a great decision, and we had a lot of fun all tearing pieces off and eating that and uh, trying every different one, and it was just really good. so now let's get to the overall experience besides the wait staff, which we already covered. Mm-hmm. Um, the ambiance in the place is very African. Um, and I think the person who seated us, uh, he was well-traveled. Uh, we had yeah. a little discussion with him. Katie had been to South Africa. They were talking about that. He had kind of been all over. He was from Africa. Um, super nice guy. Talked to us for a little bit before he even left, you know, and all he was doing was seating us. And, yeah, that, that's cool. That's Kakine. just another example. Yeah, yeah. I loved it because I was like, "How do I say your name?" And he's like, "Kakinde," and I was like, "All right, Kakinde." So uh, and then he was like, "Yeah." I was in Dubai for a while. And I was like, "Oh, have you seen like the Burj Khalifa?" And he's like, "Yeah." He's like, "Have you been?" And I'm like, "No." And I want to say like, "I've seen it in Mission Impossible: Ghost Protocol," but besides that, <laughs> I haven't been there. Uh, yeah, most people wouldn't know the name, but they'd know it if they saw it. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, in that accent, man. Oh I don't my know what gosh, it is. I so had a professor cool. from Africa one time, and I forget where, uh, but he, that accent, there's something captivating about that African accent. I don't know why. But, yeah. Um, and it's almost very well spoken the way they speak. And, uh, it's, it's cool. But uh, so the rest of the experience, the window seat, let's get back to that. Yeah. 
This is at Animal Kingdom Lodge. A uh, bunch of lodges kind of parceled out around this property. Um, we we're at one of the main ones, but not the main main one. We were right? at the Disney Vacation Club. We were at Kidani Village. Yeah. Not and, the Jumbo House. And so this is on the ground level floor, which is technically like the basement of this building. Um, and they had these big, tall wall windows there and big curtain wall. Um, this, it looked out over the a safari area. Lo and behold, we sit down, we're getting our bread plate, and what are we looking at? We're looking at giraffes wandering around, and next thing you know, it must have been dinner time. You see a couple, like, running across the, the, the Serengeti. <laughs> yeah, I think the youngest um, one was like, it's dinner! And the other yeah, ones were like, yeah, it happens dude, every day. Like, <laughs> dude, I mean, I understand, like, a lot of people are obsessed with giraffes, and I kind of get why. They really yeah. are just impressive creatures. They're fascinating. Um, they are, and... Um, just overall aesthetic and, and the and the stature of them is insane. And that was really cool to see. Next thing you know, we have, what are the cattle called that they have? The Ancoli cattle. Yeah, which have the gigantic horns. They're like a longhorn on steroids. Yeah. And these horns look like they'd weigh like 100 pounds each. And coincidentally, you told me they have a honeycomb uh, feeling to them that makes them lighter, but still they're strong. So apparently each one only weighs like five pounds or yeah, something like that. Ridiculous. Like, yeah, because these things are like you you'd have trouble fitting them in your damn car. Oh yeah, for um, sure. Yeah. Uh, they have one of those wandering around. The next thing you know, freaking herd of wildebeest. And these are these are not like you see on like the the, Dis- the Discovery Channel or Net Geo. They are. They're healthy, and you can tell they have like the shiny coat. You can actually make out the stripe pattern of their 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 fur and everything. They they're beautiful creatures. I, I've never seen wildebeest before in person, except for here, and and they were actually really cool. They they're really aggressive too, even yeah. towards each other. You can see them kind of fighting over a stack of hay and stuff. But we got dinner and a show, and they're not that far away. Like. That was so cool. Yeah. So cool. So um, that experience overall, like I said, we still have another one to go, don't we? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll come back to it. We'll get back to the power rankings too. Um, our next dining out experience, our last one was Thursday afternoon. We Correct. took a little side trip between our park visits over to um, Disney Springs, the shopping area. Really cool shopping area, unlike anywhere you'll ever go. Uh, you know, most of the stores are kind of high end, like you get your Gucci and all your your Coach and stuff like that. Um, and uh, but it's all outdoor shopping, which is kind of a new thing for malls. Like instead of a mall that's all self-contained, it's all outdoor now. A lot of city centers or suburbs are doing that now. It's more popular. But this is even more so immersive. Like it makes you feel like you're on the ocean front. Uh, they have their water area with the bridge. And all the buildings are the architecture and the design of all these buildings are themed, but also very, there's something very appealing about it all, like a village on its own there. And uh, so we walked through, we didn't really do any shopping. That wasn't our goal. Um, so, but we had reservations for the boathouse. One that I picked, it actually was much different than I expected. Hmm. 
Um, I thought it would be a little more laid back and Americanized. And it was Americanized, and it was laid back because of the crowd. You walk in, and it's actually kind of fine dining. I was really surprised that they had white tablecloths and stuff. I was yeah. like, oh, crap, I should have. But it's still relaxed because everybody's there. They're they're out and about just like we are, so it's not like the dress code is enforced. But uh, uh, my whole goal on this trip, I saw the menu at this place. I was like, I'm getting swordfish. I might even order two because they had swordfish steak, and it was a uh, Cajun andouille. Um, so it had crawfish and sausage over rice, and then on the top you had your steak of swordfish. Mm-hmm. And... Um, for those who don't know, I'm obsessed with swordfish. I love it. I think it's the best fish known to man. Um, we should start farms up and start raising swordfish. Um, and so that was one of my main goals on this trip. So it was my Wagyu beef, although does not rival Wagyu beef at all. But this was my Wagyu beef. <laughs> and Jimmy, you and Katie got... What type of shrimp was it? It was just like boiled shrimp? Uh, so yeah, ours is like peel and eat um, shrimp. It was like peel and eat actually from Florida, which is kind of cool. So basically they came out. I don't know if there's also like butter on them as well, but they came out with um, butter in one little dish and uh, like cocktail sauce in another. And Katie was teaching me this. You kind of, um, you just peel them off. So it's basically like a full shrimp. You peel that, the skin off. And then, you know, take the tail off or keep it and you can hold on to it. But you dip it in the cocktail sauce and then dip it in the butter. And the butter, actually, because it's like an oil, it is an oil. And it actually doesn't, like, the cocktail sauce didn't, like, like slough off in it or anything like that. So yeah. you could kind of do, you could make it really good. So you you burned more calories is what I joked about than uh, when you're actually <laughs> eating it. But it does take a while and it does take patience. And we got it, but they were actually appetizers. So... We each got that, and then we just got some, like, fries to split. But, yeah, it was really good, and yeah. the best peel-and-eat shrimp I've probably ever had. I think the only other I've had is, like, at Bubba Gump's, uh, which is pretty good, too. But this was this was pretty good. I, I, if I go back there, I'd probably get the same thing. I was like, mm. yeah. Well, and so my wife Haley, she ended up getting a lobster mac and cheese with andouille. So it had andouille sausage in it, and... Um, Apparently, she wasn't as hungry as she thought. It was a big bowl that came out. But, uh, yeah, so anywho, mine, delectable. Loved it. Yeah. Very Cajun-y. A little different. I'm not used to swordfish being a Cajun style, but it worked for this. It had a nice crispness on top from the sear. Uh, perfectly cooked. And the consistency was right. And all the flavors were there. And that with the, the kind of, not Spanish rice, but Cajun rice, and the the crawfish and the sausage it was just uh that combo the the sauce and the seasoning they had it was it was it was very worth every penny um i don't want to say i mean i'd say it was my favorite meal it was the one that i would go to time and time again i think um you know the sushi and everything was great i love sanaa but i think this food this is something that i would like I go there once a week for lunch and get that, you know? Huh. Um, but uh, the experience, nothing crazy. I mean, they have the amphi- am- amph- amphi- cars or whatever, the amphibious cars that yeah. they take you for rides on. We didn't really see that much because there was intermittent rain that day. Um, but uh, the wait staff, they were good. They were a little more direct and a little more straightforward here, not as Disney-esque. Um, 
but overall the experience was good. They had really good bread. It was like a honey glazed bread with butter. Um, and uh, that they were trying to get rid of because they kept giving it to us. <laughs> yeah, like we didn't even have to ask. They're just like, let me get you more bread. Then a different guy walked by. Yeah. And like, oh, it looks like he needs some more bread. And it's like, uh, I don't know. I've got to eat my dinner yet. And, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was really good. Uh, Haley couldn't finish all her lobster mac and cheese. So, of course, I had to have some. And oh my gosh, that was pretty. That that was like comfort food. That's like, that gets you fat food right there. Yeah. It was good. Um, but, uh, yeah, overall, I mean, it was a subpar experience. It, it was nice and all, but it wasn't anything off the charts. Um, but the food, I think, was well worth it and, and good. And it was uh, it was more of that, you know, coastal experience, seafood-wise and all sure. that. So it was nice. And, you know, uh, I don't think there's too much more to say about it, is there? Sure. No. Did you want to rank them now? Let's rank them now. Sure. Um, so like I said, and this is my ranking, you can speak differently, um, but uh, Takumite, mostly due to the experience, I got to rank that one number one. Um, but as I said, I almost put that in a separate category all on its own. Uh, it doesn't even, it, it, it can't even have any competition essentially. So call it number one, if you will but it's over here up at the top of the shelf. Um, but then I would rank Sanan number two or my number one in the other category, <laughs> the normal category, I'll call it. Um, I, I enjoyed that one. And mostly because I think we were just all in the right mindset. We were about to go to our after hours event and, but we, we had a nice seating spot we had the animals to watch and we had the nice appetizer that kind of got us going and we were telling jokes and and there's something about that meal itself that we we created a lot of the experience but it was just a lot of fun um and the food was great and i think the highlight of it was actually the appetizer i really liked that um but it was also exotic enough to be different so I, I enjoyed that. So that's my number two or my number one in the normal category. Um, and then obviously that leaves uh, the boathouse and the cellier. Um, for me, the cellier is cool and everything. Uh, I think it's a little more straightforward. So is boathouse, but um, and the service was good, but for me, I, I like the style of, you know, kind of the, the, the boathouse. I think you can guess what the theming is there. Um, and it's not a red lobster. If anybody compared it to that, I'd probably slit the throat, but, oh. um, <laughs> it was, it was good. I, I'd rank that number, number two on my normal list and then followed by the cellular, the cellular, um, their menu is good. It's a, it's a slightly more meat and potatoes. Um, you know, the poutine is probably the most exotic thing you get there. Um, but fine, fine dining. Yes, it, it, it very much so is. Maybe if I had the filet or something a little more up there on the menu list, I might speak differently about it. Um, our waitress, good, friendly, but... There was something a little odd about her too, um, which maybe I deduct points for. Like if we were foodie critics, uh, we could really dig into this. But um, 
yeah, I just the boathouse, man. That's that's just kind of my preference. I love that type of food. The mm-hmm. seafood, I can get all about it. You know, I'm all up in there. So, um, yeah. So Takumi Te number one, kind of off on its own. It's the gold star. Um, then I got Sanaa. Then I got Boathouse and Lasellier. Um, Lasellier, I think, has a chance to bump up if you kind of approach it differently and maybe for a, a larger meal and you're willing to spend the money. Um, so that and Boathouse, I think, are kind of similar for me. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's how I rank them. I guess Jimmy, lay it nope. down for me. Uh, yeah, so I'll start. I like to go from the bottom to the top. Uh, I think it's kind of a. I was gonna say it's more of a tie for um, Le Cellier and the Boathouse. I'm gonna put Boathouse at the very bottom. Just for me, it feels like the most pedestrian out of all the places we went to, and I, it was in Disney Springs, so you gotta kind of remember that too. Not that Disney Springs sure. is bad, but uh, I love the ambiance of the and the atmosphere that you get with Le Cellier, and I like the food better there. I think our servers. Our server was a little weird at LaSalle for sure. I don't think our server at Boathouse was way better because he seemed kind of like short with us, but the one at LaSalle was kind of like almost offended. So I don't know, but I put it so it's like Boathouse here, LaSalle here. Uh, Sanaa is definitely number two. I mean, the, just for the freaking, you could, I could have left after that uh, appetizer and been like super yeah. happy. <laughs> I'd have been like, that was yeah. perfect. Um, and uh, kind of, you know, resonating with most of what Joe said. And uh, you put it at number one. But let's just be honest with everybody here. For anybody who's watched me, and I've talked about this a few times now, Takumi Te is the Lord of the Rings of dining experiences. I don't even want to put it at number one because I don't think it belongs on any list. I think it's like off on its own mountaintop somewhere else where it's like it shouldn't, it, no one should talk about it <laughs> other than just like just in reverence. Because like when I think about it, I tried, I tried so hard to find something I didn't like. I just couldn't, I like looked, I like looked at everything. I'm like, hmm, hmm. And the thing was, we were in the paper room, like Joe said. In the wood room, there was a bunch, there's like six dudes in there. I think they're doing like sake shots and they're just kind of slapping each other in the back. They would have probably ruined that experience for us. But in our room, we had like a few couples and stuff. It was like super chill, just shamisen music playing. It was lovely. Yeah. It was so good. So Coincidentally, that next day, I went and looked up Japanese music because they had a playlist on display down in the shop. Yeah. And it, there was a lot of similar stuff to what they were playing in there. And I kid you not, you need to try it too. It is the most relaxing and kind of soothing uh just good music i think you can ever listen to it's actually very nice who uh, says i haven't um (laughs) yeah uh but that's kind of my that's my ranking and uh i think that's the thing about takumi te is it's the quintessential dining experience that you get at disney because when we were in there and i even talked about this like there were fireworks going on outside and i kind of wanted to see them on point but i was actually in there it didn't feel like I was at a theme park anymore. I didn't want to go anywhere else. I wanted to stay there all night. I was frustrated I didn't do, like, the two-hour dining experience because I was like, this would have been great. You just sit down, and you're just like, all right, here we go. Like, you could just really settle in. Uh, and Takumi Te, man, just, like, the service and the food, like, everything was just firing on all cylinders, and uh, that's exactly what makes you feel good about spending a lot of money on something like this. And then on the flip side with like Sanaa, that was just, what a great place to bring your friends. Like if you guys are worried about like a budget thing, Sanaa is much more budget friendly. Uh, I would say it's still in like the $3 tier, you know, if you're like looking at kind of like an online comparison, but just get the breadboard, 
eat with friends, indulge in that natural feeling of like, you know, we're sharing bread as comrades and uh, man, you will have a heck of a good time, especially if you get to see some dopey giraffes running around or some wildebeest, <laughs> uh, which I was frustrated because I got that reservation at about sunset. I actually like looked into all this and it was a cloudy day and I was like, dang it, because I was really hoping to get like sunset and they were all eating, which was really nice so that we got a lot of uh, action as far as that goes, but Man, I, I really want to make sure to do uh, Takumite and Sanaa for future visits, especially for people who haven't been there before. Because, like, you, Joe, you've been there once. Haley had never been there. Katie and I had never been to Sanaa. We'd never been to Takumite. Uh, and I just think it's something I just I want to go back to because it just makes me feel like this is the justification for going to this place and uh, being yeah. different than anything else you're going to get anywhere else. Oh, yeah. So good. I love Very it. Very much so. Uh, well, Joe, we, hey, we talked about the food briefly, thank goodness. Um, but let's wrap up here. Let's talk about some rides because we talked about the hotel, the food. Now oh, it's wow. the rides. I mean, you think maybe, I mean, this has been going on. We covered a lot of stuff. Maybe this needs to be a separate podcast on its own. I saying. would, but the problem is, like, you know, it's just if you can you at least briefly tell us your top two or three favorite rides? I, I just want to make the audience nervous that we okay. talk about <laughs> the real goods, you know? I was um, like, oh, here we go again. Alright, so let's hit this one off. So you got four parks everybody knows, Magic Kingdom, Animal Kingdom, Epcot, and MGM, or as they now call it, Hollywood Studios. But out of habit, I always call it MGM. That's fine. Anywho. It's cool to call it. Um, by the way, Skyliner. Skyliner went from our hotel, a yep. low-end hotel, um, and it was it was on a bridge over the water between ours and what, animation? Art of animation. Yeah, sure, good. Anywho, it, it took us to a hub and then it split in two different directions and it would go from there to either Hollywood Studios or Epcot. So Epcot and Hollywood Studios were so easy to get to for us. Yeah. Um, and it was open from like, I think it was open from 7 to 11 or something, the, uh, the Skyliner. Yeah. And so when, I say, when I say Skyliner, uh, think of a ski gondola. So a ski lift at a major resort. It's a gondola. It seats about eight people enclosed uh air vents on hot days and closed in, during the cold ones and uh that was really convenient and nice so going to these parks is real easy um it's fast and it's also cool you're floating above the traffic you're floating above other resorts you're going over water you get to see an alligator or two um it was really cool but uh yeah so first day we kicked it off with animal kingdom we rode the the uh, uh mount oh gosh Expedition Everest, uh, which was by far, as roller coasters go, it was by far my favorite. I, you know, it's pretty, it, it's somewhat intense. It doesn't go upside down or anything, but uh, the Yeti experience at the top, you know, the rip track, the silhouette of him and everything, then seeing him at the end is the actual animatronic one that doesn't move, unfortunately. But, uh, and then the fact that it goes backwards and it's also very fast and, and really puts you back in your seat you know i loved it um <laughs> i get and, sick just uh, thinking about it i hate that portion that ride would be so yeah. much better to me if you didn't do that yeah when we got there we we weren't there early enough to rock rope drop uh pandora stuff so flight of uh passage or uh the river the boat ride um I wish that was what it was called instead of Navi River Journey. There's like, and yeah. they're like, Flight of Passage and the boat ride. Like, yeah. get on the I mean, boat. When you do Flight of Passage, that's kind of how you feel. Um, 
But uh, it was crazy, the people that are lined up to get to that right away. When they get into those parks, that's immediately the direction they go, and the weight already soars up the three hours to get on Flight of Passage. But uh, And believe it or not, it was like, what, over two hours to get on the Navi River Journey? Yeah. Um, which is just insane. I mean, I get it. It's popular and all, but, uh, yeah, there was no way we were going to wait that long. We had fast passes later in the week, and we also had the after-hours event here, so we knew we'd do it. Um, but anywho, so first thing we rope dropped, we went right to the safari, mm-hmm. which was a good call. Thank Sun you. was had just risen a little bit, and it was starting to get you know nice out and it was still it was cold while we were down there it was like in the 50s the first three days and then hit 70s and high 70s on the last two um but uh it was crazy it took us out early morning and like second jeep out and uh you get to see all these animals and you know all the typical african animals they had white black rhinos uh they had cheetahs lions um hippos nile crocodiles i mean you name it they pretty much had it and uh the coolest part of this was we came out of the woods and into the first clearing that's kind of your serengeti plane right and you look out and right in front of us probably like a hundred feet like what was it six or eight giraffes it's like Some i counted ones. like nine there was, yeah, a, there was a group moving together. Yeah, some kind of behind us. And some younglings, yeah. and they're just hurting, walking across the freaking field with the sun rising behind them. Kind of that, you know, those morning hours where it's still that little bit of uh, dew on the ground. And they're just the most majestic thing I think I'll ever see in my life unless I go to Africa and wait for a herd of giraffes. Yeah. This is like it's like they set it up for us and there was a guy on the other side of the field holding a thing of hay like come on guys um there will be photos of that we'll share them with you jimmy maybe you can post them up on oh, Twitter sure. or not. but uh that was that was a highlight of the trip really looking back on that seeing those giraffes do that that was like just like it was like right out of the lion king you know <laughs> mm-hmm. it was cool we got to see the the male lion take a dump on top of his pride rock um and also, as we were rolling away, the guide even said it. You don't get to hear that very often because she stopped the truck and said, oh, you hear that? That's the lion roaring. You typically don't hear that unless you're early or late. Yeah. And um, he, he, it wasn't necessarily the, the roar. It's not like the MGM lion at the beginning of a movie where he's, like, roaring kind of aggressively. It's uh, It was, like, kind of that guttural type of one where it's... Like a belting. Like, yeah, like a guttural one and... Uh, it was cool nonetheless and it was crazy how loud it actually was but uh yeah the lions are cool the cheetahs are cool overall it was really neat and it's interesting how they kind of keep the herbivores from because they don't really have them in cages but they keep them from roaming too close to other areas or getting out of different zones yeah i was telling you because i heard as the truck went over them there's like these chains that are on little bridges or choke points and I was looking at him because we were in the back, and I kept seeing, I heard the clicking like an electric fence. And I looked back, I'm like, huh, what are those for? And then I looked back again on another one, and it was clicking again as the truck rolled over it. And sure enough, it was electrified. You could see the power source and everything, and it was, must have been touching something on the ground. So some of them were clicking like that. And uh, 
So that's how they keep them in their different zones. I'm sure they don't touch them often. They're smarter than that. But uh, it was interesting how they make all that work. It's very natural. It's not a zoo. It is not a zoo. Um, and it's pretty, pretty magnificent. Um, so that, that was a highlight of Animal Kingdom, probably the coolest thing you can do. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, Flight of Passage uh, at our After Hours event, we basically got to have all the soda, ice cream, popcorn, and whatever we wanted there. It was all free, and we were kind of going nuts and all hopped up. And um, we did the, the Expedition Everest ride once. We got to see the River of Lights, which was actually very profound and kind of kind of made you well up a little yeah. bit. It was so cool. Um, the music and everything and the light show with the floating barges that are all controlled by a, their program like a computer and they project like almost a Natural Geographic movie of, uh, you know, wilderness up on the screen. And, and it's kind of like a you know, it's not a tree hugger thing. It's just like a conservation kind of empowered thing. Like, you know, care about the planet and all these other creatures that we share it with. And, and, uh, it wasn't too, it wasn't too, uh, what's the word? Um, pokey. It was very, they do such a good job with it that it's very impactful. It makes you feel a little something, you know, sure, as you're yeah. watching it. And, um, the music, they also have a little bit of speaking throughout it at certain moments, but it's it's very impactful and, and gorgeous. So great show there. Um, of course, we had to do some more rides, so we went to Pandora to get that out of the way. Uh, we did the Navi River Journey, I think, and then we went on to do Flight of Passage, and uh, you know the, the wait's normally three hours. When you look at this queue line, you're like, oh, my God, never. Like it is long and winds around everywhere. I can't imagine waiting in that line and for three hours and like sweltering heat and humidity. But um, apparently, it was built to hold up to six. Up to six hours. Yeah, that's what that, that line was. That line was built to. You know, we didn't even walk in the extended queue where you get to go by like one of the navis, like in a tube, like the avatars, I should say. Like you see, oh, like yeah, a whole, yeah. Uh, which like, would have been cool, but. Uh, ultimately pandora in itself it's it's a very it blends really well like you start walking towards it and eventually it just kind of transitions very not assumingly and and it starts to get into that we had to see it at night kind of why we did the after hours here and not somewhere else but uh the the what do you call it everything glows and lights up the bioluminescence at night they did such a good job with it all the water features and everything and some of the creatures and whatnot uh, the floating rocks that they constructed. I mean, go YouTube it. I won't get into it too much, but it is just gorgeous and magnificent. It is very impactful, and, and that presence, you're immersed in that world. It's pretty cool. Um, Navi River Journey, it's cool in its own right. It's worth doing. Am I going to wait two hours for it? Never. But um, if you can get a fast pass for that or do an after hours, it's worth going on. If you really like avatar sure go on it a couple times but it's it, it, it it's a riverboat ride it is what it is it's nothing fast and thrilling um but well designed and immersive and impressive nonetheless um the animatronic that they have in there apparently is the most state-of-the-art animatronic they have and um there, there's some behind the scenes stuff on that but uh yeah so going from that to flight of passage 
we just got to walk right on. They even let us choose what level we wanted to go to. And uh, Flight of Passage, spoiler alert, it's a tiered seating. You're on like a motorbike type of deal where you're kind of bent over. It's meant to mimic riding a Banshee or what do they call them? Yeah, Banshee's Ekron. Ekron, yeah. Why do I remember this? Good on you. Anywho, it mimics that really well. The queue is very interactive. When you get split into groups and they start sending you in to get to the ride, the timing and how that works out is very impressive. Um, and you get to interact with like this guy, scientist who's talking to you. Let's match you up with your Navi and yada yada, and you'll be able to link with this and that. And uh, you're in these rooms with these really cool screens that are all very interactive and very technological, like you're in the movie, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, back to the ride, once it gets you in there, you get seated on the motorbike deal, and uh, it locks you in with like a back pressure plate, and it feels like a crotch rocket, like a sport bike. Um, you got glasses that are supposed to enhance 3D or whatever, they're kind of uncomfortable and clunky and stupid, but whatever. Yeah. They're for the experience. All of a sudden, you're looking at a wall in front of you. You don't know what you're getting into. All of a sudden, like, it strobes, and the wall's gone. And next thing you know, it's lifted. It, the whole platform has shifted away from the one you walked in on. And you're basically, like, projected out in a vertical theater. That's the best way to describe it, a vertical theater in like probably what I would call like a three-story building. Mm-hmm. And of the screen is three stories tall and is wide. And I actually made the effort to take my glasses off and lean out and look down. And there's just row after row after row of other people on these on these on these bikes, right? Was this on your first ride through or your second? My first ride through, I think midway through the ride, I had to do this and lean out. And I was just like, where are we? And I looked can't back. Can't help but ruin the experience every time. He's like, I got to see how this It didn't at all. It was just so impressive. Uh, and, um, you know, people have been known to get nauseous on this ride, and I can see why. But essentially, you're it's mimicking, like, you feel the breathing between your legs with, like, airbags. And it's got you held out over this theater. And you're looking at the screen, and it's all this experience of your, your flying. And uh, they do some crazy stuff. Like, it'll make you nauseous because it makes you do some, like, vertical dives through canyons. Uh, at some points, it rears up to try and stop midair because it runs into stuff and whatnot. And uh, I won't give it all away, but uh, the, the flight that you take is very intense and, and, and cool. And the sights, the sounds... The smells, even the smells, it's a 4D experience. It, uh, it's somewhat mind-blowing. Sure. I don't want to wait three hours for it, but it is really cool. Um, so knowing that I wouldn't do this again probably ever or it would be a very long time, I went and I said, I got to go again. Everybody else is looking for the puke bu- bucket. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't care. Even if I puke, I'm going again. So I went and walked right back on. And this time I had made it a point to not focus on anything else but the ride. There you go. I I didn't breathe in when they pumped the smells because for some reason I feel like, because they do like the ocean breeze smell. They do like the foresty smell. And I don't like that because I feel like, yeah, even though it's immersive, it makes you feel like it's real. 
I think that's what made me a little nauseous, that weird smell. Um, but this time I made it a point to really like focus in on it and pretend I was flying. Like I really just like got into it and kind of started to lean in with it and everything. And it was awesome. It was really cool. I, I mean, I don't think there's any ride on property that can rival it as far as like mimicking something like that. Um, I disagree, but that's okay. <laughs> it, it, and that's not what I mean. It's not better than other rides. It, oh it, yeah, no. I think Smuggler's totally Run different. does a better job of mimicking like something because there's more. You're not a passenger. That's my biggest problem with Flight of Passage is it feels like you're just kind of like sure you say, don't you're all doing the same control. thing, right? We're all yeah, on the same banshee. Yeah. yeah, you don't have control or anything, which would be hard. you can't really do it, but. Uh, it, nonetheless and I don't want to ruin it for anybody I'm sure you can figure it out or you've looked it up but picture the ride Soren and Epcot only upgraded and more advanced and more immersive yeah. um, that's kind of the principle of it and it's much bigger it blew my mind it was worth doing twice and uh, I, the second time I was a little wobbly because you know <laughs> but uh, it was great it was really cool. Um, it, it was made to feel like you're in the movie really doing that. And, and that's, that's awesome. But, um, you know, I'm spending a lot of time on this and I'm sure people, you know, if you get interested, just go check it out for yourself. If, if you don't feel like it's ruined it for you, maybe YouTube some stuff, whatever. Um, but, uh, I think that really highlights animal kingdom for me. Uh, the ride dinosaur, or what it used to be called, Countdown to Extinction. Mm -hmm. Jimmy made sure we did that. We did that first day, and then we did it, like, what, four or five times this night. And it's just a good ride. Yeah. It's just a really good ride. It's it's dark, but, you know, it's got a good principle to it for the most part. And uh, the animatronic practical effect usage is exceptional. It's just a fun ride. It feels good. It's kind of, you can do it more than once and not feel sick. It's just a good time. And uh, so we did it a few times. Uh, it had to have at least been four. But anywho, that kind of caps off Animal Kingdom. Um, Magic Kingdom, I'll do that one next. Uh, we did every ride there multiple times for the most part, except for Space Mountain, unfortunately, because we all know it's classic. It's hard to get on. Um, yeah, Jimmy's tearing up because he wanted yeah. to ride it a million times. A bunch of weaklings. I could have ridden it five times. No, okay. It was hard. We should have, you know, in hindsight, should have done two after hours events and then just done Space Mountain like three times. Yeah. In a row. Yeah. Yeah. Like Animal Kingdom was worth the after hours event because you got to do a few things that you probably never would have been able to get on unless you're willing to wait half a day to do it. And um, plus, seeing some of those things at night, Pandora at night was off the charts cool. Um, but uh, Magic Kingdom would have been good at an after-hours event because there are so many more attractions and you could have hit them all so many more times and really that's where you'd just be like, wee, all night long sure. kind of a thing. What was your favorite uh, from Magic Kingdom? Maybe favorite and least favorite, so that way this we'll go for three hours. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I guess uh, you know this one has some of your more typical coasters, but uh, for me, uh, I really loved Big Thunder Mountain. Um, 
I think that's just a very traditional roller coaster. It's it's actually longer than you would ever think. Um, it's fast. It's 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 almost as good as the Yeti, but maybe not as aggressive. Like the Yeti has some drops that are a little more intense. But overall, I like this one because it's a little longer. I like the routes it takes and that it's so outdoorsy. Um, and then I also really like the queue line. Yeah. You know, Expedition Everest was cool. You know, it's got that whole theming, but it's this one. I don't know what it was about it. You feel like you're up high and you're kind of going through this mine base and stuff. It, it's neat. Um, you didn't see the actual full queue for um, Expedition Everest, though, and it's really, really good. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I really like Big Thunder Mountain. Uh, the Seven Drawers Mine Train, I think, is a lot of fun. It's a newer coaster. It's smooth. It's fast. It's not too intense, but uh, it feels good, you know? Yeah. And uh, it's a little newer, so the characters and stuff and all the mine jewels that they have all lit up, it, it's pretty cool to see. Uh, but it is a little on the shorter side, and there's such a long wait for it, too, but the weight should never affect the ride rating. Um, but I, I like that one a lot. I think for me, it would go big thunder mountain, uh, haunted mansion, believe it or not. I really like that one, even though it's a clamshell conveyor ride, but I just like that, the theming of it. And it's so well done. Even the queue lines kind of fun. Uh, and I think we did it twice. I could probably do it again, but, uh, after that, I put Space Mountain. Space Mountain is just a great experience. I mean, that that's just such a classic. Um, the only reason I don't like it as much as maybe Big Thunder is just because of... Uh, just because I don't feel like I like it, but I feel like it's it's just more herky-jerky. Yes. Like, I don't... I like a fast, aggressive ride, but this one kind of feels... I don't know. It, it's cool, but the fact that I can't anticipate anything, I don't know when to go, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's just more like, oh, oh. Um, it's intense, I'll say that. But uh, it's a good rival to Big Thunder. Um, but, uh, you know, the queue is kind of cool, but it's somewhat standard. It, it's neat, but um, the ride experience itself, it, it's just really intense, which kind of amps it up. So, um between that and Big Thunder, probably my two favorites. Uh, Haunted Mansion, different style. I put that one in second, or, you know, it, it's up there in the rankings. That's kind of where I'll leave it. I think, uh, are there any others that are, like, mind-blowing, per se? I don't think so. There are other great ones, but um, I'll say, you know, if I was going the top five, I'd say Pirates. Pirates is a good one. Water Ride. I think there's like one small drop, um, but the theming and the animatronics and the ship scene with Barbosa and then Captain Jack kind of sparse throughout, kind of running from him. Well done, fun, and, and just cool all around. I could go through that a few times and really enjoy it, you know, and I think we did it twice. Um, trying to think, is there one more? Jimmy, help me out here. What's another one that's real good? There are some. Um, I think Jungle Cruise. Oops. All right, that works. Yeah. yeah, I like Jungle Cruise. It was good. I I don't think I you know I think the best part about that there aren't any real animals obviously, but I think the best part of it is your captain kind of telling jokes at every corner, uh, puns and whatnot. It makes it fun. 
it, yeah. it's a good time. Um, so that's where I'll leave it. I don't know if you have any others to weigh in on or no, add, but, I, uh, I already kind of have. I mean, that's the thing about having that other show where I like talked about. I think it did, we did top five there, and you kind of hit most of the top five for me. I think and Splash Mountain was down. Uh, I know that like you were always were like, oh, I don't want to go on a ride that makes me wet. But if you go on it at night, it might be the last thing you do. You're gonna get a little wet, sure, but it's just so good. It, yeah, so like good. log rides, those exist in a lot of places. But I think oh Splash no, Mountain, Splash Mountain is on a different tier. Oh yeah, it's like you're going into a movie. Like you know when you went into Peter Pan and uh, Winnie the Pooh, it's kind of like that. But imagine the that kind of that that ominousness of a water ride, but also the terrifying nature of going down drops that you have no idea when the yeah. big drop is coming. And when they finally show off that big drop, they like, it's the scariest lift hill, especially at night. Cause it's just all darkness and creepy little eyes are watching and they play this music uh, and it's like, Oh my gosh. Ah. Yeah, that, that is an intense drop and I don't think I've ever ridden it, but I've seen it. Yeah. And it's great. It's nuts. But, uh, I love it. Now, now that I'm older, I appreciate the drops more, like all the roller coasters. I'm yeah. like, I wish it had a bigger, better drop. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, it, too bad we didn't get a chance to ride that one, but it was a little chilly. might have been cold. Um, anywho, uh, that covers magic. Uh, let's jump over to Epcot. Uh, Epcot, not quite up to par right now because there's a lot of construction and updates going on, like Test Track was closed down. Um but we pretty much did everything else worth doing except for the space one. What was the space one? Uh, Mission I'll... Space. Yeah, um, which, let's face it, that would have just made us all sick and yeah. barfy. And... So um, we did, like, the land. Uh, we did the one that goes through the the sphere, which was... Spaceship Earth. Yeah, which was kind of cool. The whole, like, taking your photo and then putting it on an interactive screen and stuff and kind of... Uh, it was neat, and it, it was long. It stopped, like, ten times for us. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, it was weird, but I, I kept going, we're in the sphere right now? And you're like, yeah, man, yeah. I'm like, how did they do this? I'm kind of, like, freaked out that I'm in this giant sphere up on some sort of scaffold. Anywho, um, we did that. Obviously, we did the land, living with the land. Yeah. Um, Katie's favorite ride, apparently. Yeah. Um, we did that two times. Yeah. It is neat. I will say that it is neat. It's kind of a relaxing, get off your feet water ride, and it takes you through these greenhouse gardens and some other animatronic sets and whatnot. Um, I like the buffalo part in the field. You know, buffaloes even help to fertilize the soils of the Great Plains. And there's like a thunderstorm in the background, and they got the Clark, the Kent. The Kent Farmhouse uh, looks just like it. The barn, then they got the L House, all that. Um, it was cool. The the fish farm thing, that's neat too. Um, but uh, yeah, and then uh, Soren. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to waste much more time on Epcot. Obviously, we talked about the dining experience there. The World Tour is cool. Um, I'm sorry, I jumped ahead. Uh, Frozen. I was going to say, let it go, Joe. Yeah. Yeah, dude, dude, I, here's the thing that's funny is I didn't think, I walked into that ride like, whatever, we got fast pass for it, let's do it, we try and do everything, right? We did that experience, it's kind of cool, you know, they're kind of taking you through the storyline of it, I guess, a little bit or whatever, and it's a water ride, and it's a little bit more of an advanced water ride, it feels like, because you change direction a couple times, with like, it kind of turns you and stuff, and uh, when you come at one point these doors open up and you come into like the grand castle area and they've got this, uh, animated 
Elsa up on this pedestal throne type of thing, standing up singing. And you start to hear the music as the doors open, and she's just like belting out the Let It Go song, looking at you. And as much as I hate to admit it, it is kind of like that, like, whoa, goosebumpy moment. Yeah. And that, that song, whether you like it or not, and for a lot of parents, I'm sure they've heard it way too many times, but it's a good song. They really hit a chord with that one. Yeah. And uh, it, it has this moment of grandeur that, like, you can't mimic anywhere. And she's just like belting this out and it's very dramatic and, and the, the, the sound is way up there and they kind of bring you up to, to her and stop you. And then they kind of send you back out backwards, I think, and then they turn you around and you do a drop or whatever. But, uh, and then she promptly tries to kill you. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All I can say is if you ever do that ride, soak in that moment and then think to yourself, I can't imagine the little kids reaction that are so into this movie or these movies now, um, when they come into that hall, their jaws must fricking put a dent in the bottom of the boat. You know, they're probably just like, <laughs> you know, like, and then when you have to leave the hall and they send you out, they're probably crying, but it is just unbelievable. Um, I like the Norwegian area. There's a little like shrine or like museum type thing where they talk about like the, uh, Celtic gods of the Vikings, like Thor and Odin and all that, and Loki. That was actually kind of neat. You know, I mean, it's nothing crazy exciting, but it's very well done and kind of yeah. neat. They have like statues in there, four sided statue. Um, and then they have little like history things in glass Steeple cases. Steeple Church. Yeah. And that was kind of a neat little side cut there. And um, yeah. Um, not much else to say about Epcot other than the top notch ride. Soren, I think wasn't it after Takumi Tei we snuck in there and we were able to ride that twice in yep. a row. Yeah, we didn't even have to get out of our seats. Yeah, but we were we were in the front front seats and this one at like it's like a conveyor of all these hanging seats and then it raises you up to the roof and you got the big screen and it flies you through yeah. all the like a world tour like Africa, China, all those and it's really really cool. Um, it was such a fun experience and so it was actually kind of profound because it's things that you're you can relate to things that are real in our world now and they take you on that tour and you're flying through it and it was profound enough and it wasn't too long um so we're like immediately we look at the cast member like uh can we go again yeah sure buckle up <laughs> and it was worth it um by far I would say my favorite ride at Epcot by far. So, how does it compare to Flight of Passage? Now, was it good that you did Soren first? It's a similar concept, but I think Flight of Passage is uh, it's definitely like one hundred and ten percent more immersive. Sure. Yeah, Soren does make you feel like you're flying and everything and all that, but Flight of Passage, I mean, you're riding something, you're diving down tunnels, and you feel like you're doing the work a little bit. Um, or Flight of Passage is more of that, you know, you feel like you're maybe seated in a plane and you're doing these crazy flights. And, but it's a little more profound because it's tan not tangible, but just relatable. Yeah. That you know of, you know. Um, and the the film is really good. Um, but the Flight of Passage, that'll make you a little more sick uh, just because, like, you're in it, right? You're, yeah. you're in it. Yeah. Um, 
they're different. So don't think if you've done one, you've done the other. Yeah. You need to do them both. Uh, and I would say flight of passage just for the immersiveness and the, that experience. It's a little bit of, it, it's a big step up, but different in its own right. Mm-hmm. So I think that covers Epcot for the most part. Um, anything else to mention there? No, I think so. Oh, the aquarium. Oh yeah, for sure. Finding Nemo shit, whatever. Okay. <laughs> Um, but then you get to the aquarium, pretty good aquarium. It's nothing crazy. It's very big, but it's not like, it's not like your typical, like city aquarium, like the Newport aquarium down in Kentucky, Cincinnati, whatever you want to say. Um, but, uh, they have really big tanks. They have a dolphin, they have manatees, and you can really get pretty close and see those. Um, overall, that was, that was a cool experience. I love aquarium type stuff. So I was all about it. Um, but, uh, yeah, moving on from Epcot, let's hit the one that uh, was my personal favorite and probably always will be for quite a while. <laughs> um, Hollywood Studios. Uh, Only because of me, because I made you a Star Wars fan, because you wouldn't have loved that place. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm savoring that for last. So Hollywood Studios, <laughs> as you can guess, it's very, like, about the Hollywood uh vibe and everything it used Um, to be uh, some somewhat um it's maybe yeah it's maybe a little bit more now of like the big ticket movie styles but uh there's a little bit of that old style hollywood glam and whatnot that they show off and uh hollywood tower terror still an exceptional ride tier one type of deal we did that once and i forgot that it drops you then raises you then drops you it's not just one drop it's it's really crazy if you let go of everything you you feel your butt come off the seat multiple times which is cool um and we were in the front row so we're literally looking out over hollywood studios from the tower because the doors open up it's cool i got some good footage Um, yeah so you'll probably the audience you'll get to see that sooner or later but uh eventually yeah, so that one good experience. It's in, it's in the ranking. Um, let's go through some others. Toy Story Land. Um, I didn't get to do Slinky Dog. Jimmy, what would you say about Slinky Dog? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's it's, uh, it's it's a little more intense than you'd think. Um, yeah. I don't know. It it doesn't cook as fast as Big Thunder, but it's got some drops and some weirdness to it that might make it more intense in certain ways. Katie and I rope dropped it one of the days that we were there doing Rise of the Resistance, and that's kind of the only time I would probably do it. I am also not a huge Toy Story fan, and I also don't like... See, that to me looks more like a basic roller coaster. I know it's not. It has two launches in it, but I don't like just seeing a roller coaster. Big Thunder Mountain is a roller coaster, but it's like part of a mountain. It's like a theme. It makes sense. It's like, it seems more natural. This is just like, I I get it. Like we're in Andy's backyard and we're playing with his toys, so that's kind of like yeah. the theme and there's not much more to it than that. There's like a portion at the end where it just kind of goes up and down like that a few times, like a kid made it. Right. So it's fine. I don't think it's a must ride, but a lot of people think it is, but it's just the new hotness and we'll see in uh, maybe 10 years. Here's my take on toy story land. I don't, I don't really care. Take it or leave it. They did I, the best they could. I think. Yeah. And I'm sure the kids like it a lot, a lot, but yeah. uh, you know, the one we did where it's like a game and you're like, pulling the string with oh, the midway mania. yeah yeah and you get to shoot all the things for points and stuff that that's 
pretty fun. Believe it or not, that one made me slightly sick. Oh, really? <laughs> I don't know why. It spins you around once in a while, the way it takes corners, and then you got 3D glasses, and you're looking at these screens, and you're shooting all these things. It's cool. It's so interactive. It's a lot of fun, and it's competitive, too, with you and whoever's in your car. But uh, that was probably the best thing about Toy Story Land to me, and we rope dropped that the last day. It was worthwhile. It was fun. Um, but uh, it doesn't really necessarily make my ranking. Um, let's go to some others. Um, I already know what my top two are, and probably most people's top two. Um, were there any others we did at Hollywood Studios? It's okay. You can just talk about your top two. If you don't remember them, then clearly they didn't. What other there. things did we do? Tower of Terror. We did the Toy Story one. What else Hollywood did we do? Those Swirling cool. Saucers. Yeah. Rock and Roller Coaster. Oh, fuck. Oh. <laughs> Screw, like, shame on me. Yeah. Probably one of my favorite rides of the whole trip. Oh. Uh, beats all the roller coasters in Magic Kingdom. Um, I did it twice. Do you like it better than uh, Everest? Okay. Okay. I don't like it better than Everest or Big Thunder. I do, but I you don't. You just said it beat everything at Magic Kingdom. I, I, well, and then I thought about one nuance uh, that they don't really, that you don't think of immediately, but the fact that it's so short. It's a fast roller coaster. It feels like it's a short ride. Like, before you know it, you're back to the station. And well, you're off, cruising. You're moving. It's the only roller coaster there that goes upside down. Yes. Yeah, it does. It does technically three. There's two inversions and a hairpin or a corkscrew. Yeah, there's a corkscrew in there, and it's really cool. The launch is one of the coolest parts. Oh, it's the best. Are you kidding me? That's the best part of that whole ride. Yeah, the this and we got front of the car, me and you, and then Looking I went down on the with barrel. your sister. Haley didn't want to do it because she didn't want to puke. She wasn't feeling great that night, but. Uh, yeah, I did it twice in a row, and I got the second time I got fast pass boarding without even really swiping the band. The guy's just like, yeah. and um, yeah, it was awesome. You know, the upside down thing normally that scares you a little more. You're a little more ish about it, but I just love it. That ride is good. Even the queue when they bring you in the first room before you go in to get in the final queue to board, they do the Aerosmith and the studio and the cast member hey how about some backstage passes and steven tyler's like yeah i like that idea come on hook him up and uh i love it and the music they're playing in the queue and when you're getting on the one thing i wish they did more and i feel like they did it when i was younger maybe now because i'm taller i can't hear it as well but they pump music into the coaster through the seats you can't really tell what they're playing sometimes i can't hear it very well I, I I remember it being much louder. Like as you go, it, you go in that launch and the signs are coming at you. That music, I remember it just blaring. Like, yeah. Anywho, um, I love it. That that's kind of what I want out of a. It's a very traditional roller coaster, but I love that they make it more aggressive and, and mature, and they add in some of the loops and stuff upside down. Um, it's fast. That sucker's fast. It's fun. But, uh, what does traditional roller coaster mean to you? Because you said it a few times tonight, and I can't it, seem to get a beat on it. Traditional roller coaster, not one like Six Flags where you're hanging from it or any of that weird, crazy, oh. futury stuff. I'm thinking like a car, either over the shoulder or a lap bar, and uh, no, 
no uh yeah no weird hanging or weird gizmo that gotcha. you're locked into um so it, it's borderline going beyond the traditional because of the upside down and craziness of it but it it, it truly is like a roller coaster mm-hmm. um, um so the only complaint i have about it and the reason i don't rank it above like uh some of the others like big thunder uh, uh expedition everest is because it's so short <laughs> i wish it was longer the only reason i really love it is because i got to do it twice in a row but it's always been a favorite of mine i still remember to this day when i went on it when i was like 10 so um good ride um so let's get to the meat of it jimmy we're finally you here you did it you did it three times yeah. i won't even get to it so that night after rock and roller coaster is getting a little later. The line, the wait line standby to get on um, smugglers run to pilot the millennium Falcon wasn't too bad. So we decided to go wait for that, do our final ride that night. Mm-hmm. And uh, the key, let's just say this Batu, black spire outpost, the star Wars world that they created there. By far the coolest thing I have ever experienced in in this light, like besides getting married. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it, it really is. It is. It is the world that they created there makes everything kind of cower and exist. Like it, this, you walk into this area, it transitions, and you feel like you're on another planet. You feel like you're in the movie. This is a movie set. Yeah, it's legit. Yeah, um, everything is themed. They pump sound through everything. There are random structures, power towers, whatever, making noise. It seems like everything's functioning. It's a functioning city within this park, and um, you know they created the landscape, the mountainous outcroppings and stuff. You can't see any relation to the outside world except for maybe a Delta airline flying overhead. Um, funny thing about that is every once in a while they'll pipe in a sound of a tie fighter flying over or yeah, something like sweet. that which is awesome yeah um it's just so immersive uh literally there was one day we were waiting for you and katie to ride rise of the resistance because uh, you had been called up and Haley and i spent like that hour or two just walking through but to just to experience it and soak it in yeah i should have um, done that oh well and I, I did the, and I made sure to go back there like three more times after that. <laughs> just like I could spend my entire day if I'm going to Hollywood Studios, I'd spend almost the whole day just walking through Batu, even if I do nothing. That's how cool I thought it was. Um, just because of that landscape, the immersive experience, the props. I mean, they got a freaking X wing sitting there. They got an A A wing sitting there. Yeah. It, it's just really cool and then you got the life-size millennium falcon <laughs> sitting there i mean so cool um for smugglers run for smugglers run um yeah so the queue runs behind all that and everything and um you know the queues for the the two rides and the two are even more immersive yeah you get into those and there's no reference to the outside world and then you start to feel like you're actually in the movie. I mean, the cue for smugglers, you get in there and you start to like 
it's it's just like the Millennium Falcon. Like you could sit at the table where they have the little game table and that little corner couch thing, and uh, it's interactive. All the cast members really play the part. Like you got to shut down some alarm over in the corner. He's like, "Oh, hur- hurry! We need to shut that down!" Or we're gonna... And you're like, "Wait! Oh, oh! I got it!" And you ran over there and clicked the button, and the alarm went off. And and you turn around, and you're like, "Oh, thank God." <laughs> We were all going to die. Yeah, we were all going to die for a second. Um, Yeah, so let's get into the ride a little bit. Smuggler's Run, uh, Thursday night, the last thing we did. And uh, you get in there, they give you identification cards. You get two pilots, two gunners, two engineers, so six passengers. And um, they basically, the queue interactive, when it's your turn, they load you in and you get to go into the Millennium Falcon cockpit and the whole thing it's kind of like a game you get to actually pilot it you actually get to shoot um and you got a hyper uh, light speed drive hyper drive and all that it it's cool and so two pilots one does up and down in the hyper drive the other does left and right and uh you have to catch up to this like space train to steal cargo or whatever and uh you actually get scored on everything too which is cool um so we did that it's very immersive you're looking out of the cockpit you you feel like you're in control you're doing everything and um of course it's moving the outside is a screen but it really doesn't feel like it it's so well done you feel like you're out there you're doing this thing right and uh it's doing all the movements and you hit stuff and it feels like you're gonna die and it is really cool. Uh, another one of it's different than like flight of passage because you don't really have any other references. You feel like it's the legit thing. Like, yeah, yeah. I was in star Wars. So, um, Han Solo, nothing on me. Uh, funniest part of this whole experience, Jimmy and I are like, when we get in there, we're going to do the Han Solo Chewbacca thing. And, so we walk in and Jimmy's like, Chewy, we're home. And I did the whole, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and it was great. We'll splice it together um, for the vlog because I watched it today and it looked pretty good. It looked decent. So Nice. Yeah. Having just recently watched that movie, I was like, that was the part. That's yeah, see, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Chewy doesn't make the sound, though. Han just says, Chewy, we're home. In the but, trailer, uh, he did. Oh, did he really? Yeah, it was the it was the stinger for the trailer for Force Awakens. They showed that at the end, and people lost their flipping minds. They're like, "Oh, oh my God, it's awesome!" Uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> anywho, um, it was a good ride. I mean, it's number two, and everybody's like, "What do you mean number two? That sounds amazing." Um, well, you just wait. Um, yeah, I, I liked it. I wish we could have done it more, but it, you know, it always has a bit of a wait. Surprisingly, there were days where it was only like just a little over an hour. I would probably wait that out. I'd do sure. it. Um, which says something. It's worth that. Because um, I don't think there were many rides that I said I'd wait over an hour for. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, even the food, the dining. We did breakfast there one morning because we rope dropped to do Rise of the Resistance. And we'll get more into why we rope drop and what rope drop really means to do Rise of the Resistance. But yeah. uh, we had breakfast at, uh, I don't know what that place is called. Uh, we were at the wrong place. That was my fault. We were at Ronto Roasters, but actually we were going over to Docking Bay 7. And Docking Bay 7 yeah. is way more chill uh, than Ronto Roasters, so I was happy to get over there. 
get a little yeah. bit of our cinnamon roll and stuff. But you were sitting on canisters, like shipping canisters, yeah. and everything is themed the way you would like you're in Star Wars at some canteen to eat, yeah. You know? And uh, the food is all themed for it, named after it. Um, Mufu juice we had. Uh, we had these cinnamon rolls that were like colorful and different. <laughs> They're from Mustafar, yeah. where Anakin got messed up. Yeah, well, they were great. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah. So even the food there is good. They had shops and like a shopping corridor, but you feel like you're in a, like a planet like it was like a market like a street market with like vendors and stuff it was really cool immersive still mm -hmm. um and then uh so after breakfast we got called up because we had rope dropped to do rise of the resistance rise of the resistance people get there at 5 a.m and they wait for <laughs> they wait to get into the park because you have to get it be in the park checked in at the gate you have to swipe your magic band at the gate to get in that's how they know that you're at the park. Then you have to book or use the app to join a boarding group at exactly 7 a.m. when they open boarding or bookings for the Rise of the Resistance ride because it's not a standby line. There's no fast pass. You have to do it this way. Um, so it's, it's very exclusive right now because it's so new. Um, Jimmy, you did it three times in a row. Uh, yeah, a, sol a soldier at his best. You and Katie getting up at five and six a.m. and getting there very early had to take an Uber to get there at any sort of timeliness. And uh, so, based on what you and Katie were saying, like I cannot leave here without doing it. So the on Friday, the last day, we all got up at like four thirty, took an Uber there, got there at like five ten, waited in a crowd of about a thousand or more at the main gate at the wee hours of the morning when it's still dark to get in. We got in and we're waiting at Toy Story Land because we were going to rope drop a different ride while we were booking the passes. And sure enough, we're like, we keep refreshing and 6.58, oh my God, it, it, the button's appearing and, and Haley's like, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> There's a freaking hundreds of people behind us in line for Toy Story. And Haley immediately got boarding group one through 10 yeah, we got 10, which is, which is crazy. Yeah, we got 10, so it's like, which is like unreal because there are like, what, thousands of people trying to do this. Yeah. And so like, what are the odds? And everybody's doing it. You see everybody with their phones out and they're waiting to release us to go to the rides. And the, the cast members are laughing because the entire crowd just starts lighting up like, yeah, and everybody's clapping because a lot of them got the passes, right? And uh, but yeah, so we went and did Rise of the Resistance that morning um, and uh, I don't even know how to really describe this well. I'm sure you're going to do a separate review on it, like you said, and it's very deserved of that review. Um so with the passes, you're able to get into the ride, and there's not a long queue. You don't have to wait very long because it is so exclusive, and they staggered it out like that with the boarding pass style. So you get to walk through the queue and really enjoy it. And it's somewhat, again, so immersive, no reference to the outside world. You are, you're in the freaking movie, and this one even more so than anything. Uh, 
part of the queue is a ride in itself where they split you into a, a largish group and they make you walk past a really cool X-Wing, by the way. All the cast members are playing a part. They're all resistance members and they're acting the whole time. Um, they load you onto this uh, passenger transport and a guy like Admiral Akbar or that species is flying this thing. And there's like a bubble window at either end and they project like that you left Batu. Like you can actually see Batu in the screen behind you as you're flying away and this thing's moving and stuff and you're standing holding onto a rail like a bus or a train. And you're watching as you're flying away. Next thing you know, you're in space and they're projecting still. And then you're in some sort of battle scuffle. You've been discovered by the first order. And uh, spoilers next... for Rise of the Resistance, by the way. Oh anyway. my god! Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to go beat by beat on this because it's gonna. This is like a twenty-minute experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is this is actually. I mean, it's a long experience, which makes it all that much better. Like it was worth your time. Um, but yeah, spoiler alert. I, I just want to talk about Zagata. Uh, for those who may not go to Disney World anytime soon, or maybe even ever. Um, we'll give the description of it and, and kind of walk through the experience. And maybe it'll amp you up enough to be willing to make up your own trip and go and, and check this out, especially if you're a big fan of Star Wars. Um, it won't spoil it too much because talking about it doesn't do it justice. Um, but it will spoil it if you say the exact things that happen. <laughs> true. But don't, if you if you haven't and, and you're like, well, it can't be that bad and you're going to listen to it, great. Don't go watch the YouTube videos of it. Some people just vlog the whole thing. Don't go do that. That'll really ruin it for you. Um, so skip ahead if you don't want to listen. But anywho, you get in a scuffle. First Order captures your, your transport. You land, and next thing you know, the doors open and a First Order officer steps in and starts yelling at you, you've been captured, you must disembark immediately. And very authoritative type of deal. It's very military, mil militaristic. And it's intense. I was standing by the door, and I see you look at me, you're like, go. <laughs> and I like I like turn I'm like oh okay, and the second I turn and I look out the door past the officer actor cast member, you are in a hangar on a star destroyer, <laughs> and there is first of all on the other end they're projecting a screen of space with other ships and stuff flying around, but in this hangar which feels light like accurate scale. And this is still part of the queue, mind you. They're like, at the at that time and that moment, in my mind, it was like a hundred stormtroopers standing in formation, staring me down. I'm like, what the? <laughs> my jaw hit the floor. I had to drag my jaw off the passenger transport. But uh, I walked out there and I was just like blown away. Yeah. Like that is an impactful moment. And this is only the queue in... I wish I would have spent more time there because apparently you can from what I've seen. And uh, I would have got like photos in front of the troop of stormtroopers, <laughs> but in a couple of them move cause they're animatronic, but they're all just standing in formation. It's very intimidating. It for sure gives off the effect that you want. And um, 
So it's still part of the queue. They guide you in. They're kind of yelling at you, like, get in line. You're coming this way. You're going to be interrogated by Kylo Ren. Um, and so then they take you in, and they take you through an airlock door and stuff, and they're, they're assigning you to, like, seating arrangements type of a thing. But it's all kind of in the vein of the – we're breaking you into groups. You're all going into prison cells to be interrogated, yada, yada. Okay. So the guys are walking around these officers and they're kind of like being snarky with you and like, you know, leaning on the wall. What do you own the wall? They're very orderly and they play the part well. Um, so then they load in groups of 16 into uh, these prison cells. And they, you know, they use a lot of practical effects, but they also use screens. But I don't feel like it was bad like they use them well and they're very well done for being screens they feel very legitimate and kylo ram walks up with an officer and stuff and they he starts to yell at you but then he gets called away and said keep them here i'll be back to handle this myself kind of a thing and next thing you know you're in this cell and somebody starts torching out a hole in the wall and this door folds away and the resistance breaks you out and you load into your cars and the trippiest part about this is that these cars are autonomous. There is no track, no track at all. And apparently there are like two to three different experiences throughout this ride, depending on the path your car takes. Um, you got to experience one of the better ones. We got to experience a good one, but um, I'd like to ride it again to get the others. But um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess I won't go into too much detail. It's kind of on the premise of this thing's carrying you around. There's an elevator or two with like a little bit of a drop. There's a spaceship moment where it loads you into one, it flies you around. Um, but that's towards the end. It's all on the premise of Kylo Ren's chasing you around the ship to capture you and interrogate you. And you're trying to escape uh, on this resistance shuttle. <laughs> and, uh, and you're just, traveling this path around the star star destroyer and it's very believable and immersive and it's intense it's yeah. really cool the sound the the animatronics as well as the screens it's and then some of the practical practical effects that are related to the screens like blasters you yeah. know like that was really neat um yeah. but in kylo ren they make they really use him well they make him cool they really do they make him really cool, um, intimidating. It's intense. Um, there are a couple moments there where they show him off, especially the one where I'm just like, shit, like, and he's coming. Like, he's, yeah, like, I'm going to get my head lopped off. Um, there was one moment with the lightsaber where they do an effect where he's chasing you and you, you don't see him. I don't want to give too much away, but that lightsaber moment. At, at for a split second you're like how are they doing that and then you start to realize but um that's really cool and intense and just feeds into that chase factor cat and mouse kind mm -hmm. of a thing and um then you get some more practical effects and eventually you escape and whatnot spoiler alert you don't die there oh. um but uh even the end sequence that's kind of the shuttle moment it's crazy how they do it, but it is, it is absolutely amazing. It is awesome. Um, we like got to that point and you're like, we're in an elevator and I'm like, shut up. Like, <laughs> did I say yeah, that? Yeah, you did. And then I got it on the, I actually have it. It's funny. Cause we have it in the recording and Katie looks over at us and you're looking at me and I just look at you and I do this and it just is like, 
yeah. or something, and you're like, whoa, like that. It's really great. There's a lot of good moments of you and Haley. Like, like Haley tries to look at the camera and look cute, and then like something happens. She's like, ah, like that. So yeah. there's, it's, it's a really good. Katie did a good it, job. It's it is a movie in its own right. And you're yeah, in it. it really oh, is. God, yeah. Man. Yeah, I, 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 I would probably wait three hours for it. It's not. You know what's funny? I was thinking about it. It's not the most. It has thrills in it, but it's not. I think like Everest, um, Flight of Passage. It's uh, not a roller coaster. Well, it's not. It's not even that. But I'm just saying, like, it doesn't. It has a few moments that are thrilling, but it's more of like it's a story. It's like the greatest dark ride ever. Like it's like the craziest. Yeah. Like think of Winnie the Pooh as a dark ride, but like think of like yeah. if they cranked that to like a million. Yeah. That's the and it's not like there's drops and like twists and turns all the time. Like your little vehicle moves around, but. I remember telling you this, Joe. Like, I wished it kind of had a little more jostle to it, but I think it's very perfect. Like dinosaur. Yeah, I like the I like the jostle on dinosaur. I mean, like, I got yeah. the, I got the timer right over here, but uh, yeah. So, yeah. like, don't worry if you're like weird about like motion sickness and stuff. This ride is this is for everybody, more or less. I'd yeah. say. Exactly. Like, you only have a seatbelt. You're not going to get thrown out of this thing. But yeah. uh, the elevator stuff really impressed me. Yeah, and, it's quick the- too. You don't know it. Like, especially yeah, the first exactly. one, when they get you and you're like, whoa, like, that, yeah. the first time that hit me, oh, man, I was like. And it actually isn't, it's intense, but it's short. It's not Tower of Terror, but uh, it's that same feeling. Yeah, it's about bit. 17 feet. Yeah. It's um, But the autonomous vehicle and stuff, that's really impressive. I, The experience alone. Yeah. Like you said, it's more of a movie story experience that. I'm sure once you do it five or six times, you're like, okay, I don't need to wait that long again for it. But um, like Flight of Passage, you don't want to necessarily like you wouldn't want to wait for those like movies, you know, again and again. You'd be like, all right, all right, you know. Yeah, this is just such a twisty, turny. Just could you imagine doing this by yourself or like with a group of two or three people, like walking in, especially that hangar for the Star Destroyer, and they're like, take all the time you want or whatever. I'd be like. <laughs> check back in an hour yeah um i'd be standing in formation next to a stormtrooper like never find me now i'll be here all day um that was my favorite moment of the ride by the way i just i i'll I'll never forget that stepping out of that ship and seeing that yeah um that was probably it was just that sets the tone for the experience it is it is impactful it's intimidating believe it or not and uh just a moment I want to remember forever and Haley got a perfect photo of it. It's going to be like my wallpaper on my computer, probably my Facebook cool. screen. I just love it. And let me touch on one last thing about Batu and the whole Star Wars deal. Um, oh, by the way, we did Star Tours. That's a good ride. Good ride. Makes you a little sick for some reason, um, but fun. Yeah. Uh, I didn't there's one experience that's really good that involves Kylo Ren. There's another one that involves some sort of droid, which sucked. That was the one we got. Yeah. But uh, overall, it's still good. It's good fun. Um, just uh, try and control yourself and don't puke on the next person. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that one's worse than right, Flight of Passage. Oh, really. no but, way. <laughs> for I'm me, a bit, I, no, no. <laughs> I don't know why. That one makes me want to puke more. Um, it's more aggressive the way it, like, because you're in a ship and you're banging against things and it's I a guess. little more sure. jerky-jerky. But, um, yeah, so that was another ride. But uh, it ain't good. I think it makes a ranking. But uh, last thing I want to touch on with the Star Wars 
uh, theming and specifically Betu Black Spire Outpost. We didn't even get to do like the lightsaber thing, mainly because we weren't going to pay for it. We also, we went into the droid shop, but obviously we weren't buying a droid, so we didn't do that because those are like 100, 150 bucks. Um, they're cool in their own right, but I mean, I don't really need one. Mm-hmm. It's just neat, that experience, but not, not worth it to me. Um, maybe one day if I have a man cave. Lightsaber thing, the same thing. It's like 250 bucks to build your own lightsaber. I've seen the videos. It looks like an awesome experience, yeah. and I think... I think one day if I do have that man cave, I would kind of like to do it. Yeah. To have like a really cool, like made your own, but accurate and hefty lightsaber to display. Um, Cause after seeing them that night, we did the Millennium Falcon ride that Thursday night, you know, kids walking around with them and they're lit up in the dark and they're taking photos in front of the Millennium Falcon. They really, they have a look about them. Like they're better than the ones that the actors are walking around with. And so that's that segues me into the last thing I want to talk about the actors, um, those cast members that are playing these characters. They have Kylo Ren um, and a couple stormtroopers almost at all times, but um, Kylo Ren every now and again. And and they come out of the the first order ship that they have on a stage, and they do this little skit, and they kind of acted out and they talk we're looking for a a resistance spy among you and this and that and of course it's all the kylo ren and stormtrooper voices and so that kind of sets off a thing where they start walking around in the crowd down the streets of the two looking for a a resistance member type of thing and they'll interrogate people and stuff and uh beyond that they have chewbacca walking around they also have ray and apparently you know they kind of make it like Kylo's looking for Ray now and again, and they try and avoid each other, kind of a thing. And sometimes they'll do an act out where they fight each other. Didn't get to see that. I only saw Ray once, I think. And what's amazing is how much she looked like uh, Daisy Ridley from the movie. Oh, like really? she looked the part, and um, they play their characters so well. They are in character. They don't break it. They they're committed. It is a serious thing, and. Um, we have photos like Haley almost got hit like Kylo Ren almost ran into her lens when she was taking photos. Cause she was like, just like in their face with it. And, um, it's so cool. Like it's no Halloween parade. It's not a Halloween costume. This is like true movie prop. They look the part they could be. I mean, for all I know, it could be freaking Adam driver under that freaking helmet, <laughs> you know? Um, I, I still can't figure out when we were talking about how they do the voice lines. It sounds like they're all preset things on a voice modulator that just get spoken on a pre-recording, but I don't know how they control it or do it. And and it often, sometimes it'll, sometimes it's a little off from what they should be reacting or saying to like people, but it fits most of the time, which is really cool. Um, you got to meet Darth Vader um, on a separate thing. They yep. don't have him walking around because it doesn't fit the timeline. They also have the Star Wars pageant, which is outside of it too, which I thought was really cool. Haley and I got to see that, and it's just impressive. You know, it's so accurate and movie accurate. And there's like a tribute to Star Wars through the years, and they come out and do their little act, and that's it. But um, 
it really topped the experience off for me. I, I even look at videos now on YouTube of them walking around like oh, Kylo Ren makes a baby cry or whatever. And it's just so like, I would like to do that job for a while just yeah. because it looks fun. It like, does look fun. Be that character for a while and they play it so well. Um, the shops and stuff are cool. The merchandise they have is cool at the two besides the lightsabers and droids. It goes beyond that. Um, one day when I make it big, I'm going to go back. I'm going to buy the death trooper helmets and the blasters. I'm also going to buy the full set of Stormtrooper armor that take a guess at how much that cost. It was $6,607 and 99 cents. And I'm going to buy it one day. Oh, um, would I fit in it? Probably not, but it would go on display. It's pretty cool. Um, ultimately here's the deal, Jimmy, we've been doing this podcast series on, the star Wars series, all the movies. Mm -hmm. And we started with the, we started in the timeline order of when they were made. So not the timeline of the story. Yeah. Um, which is probably proper, but, uh, and we've been ranking them and discussing them. I think with an end goal of trying to convert me and see what I think. Um, I was warming up to it just by watching the movies. But when I went down there, I experienced that land those characters, those rides. I came back a full-fledged Star Wars fan. <laughs> I've done it. Like, as of right now, I'm almost like, like it's almost my Lord of the Rings. Um, not not that much. Like Lord of the Rings is still on a pedestal, but sure. um, it's different. The fact the fact that it's more current and yeah. and it's still kind of happening. Um, I've gone and I've caught up on all the movies like immediately that night I got home that Saturday night I was exhausted but I'm like all right let's start <laughs> I watched uh Clone Wars Revenge of the Sith, the Sith and then I got into the the um Force Awakens and Last Jedi uh, You meant Attack of the day. Clones right Attack of the Clones yeah. yeah I was like you watched and, the yeah. I was like did you watch freaking Clone Wars without telling me I was like that's amazing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I did it I finally did it. The thing they said was impossible. Yeah. But I did it. And let me tell you, I I like those prequel movies. I think they're pretty good. I understand why some people complain about certain things. We'll talk about them in our other podcasts. Um, I really like Daisy Ridley. I love Adam Driver. I think Adam Driver is a freaking gift to this earth. Um, I, I, I just do. I like him as a person, as an actor. I think he plays a great Kylo Ren. I'm sure there are little things to complain about with him, but it's it's not his fault. It's just the writing and yeah. what they make his character do. But um, I am officially a Kylo Ren fan. I really think Kylo Ren is a character in the story. Let's just say this. Aesthetically, 110%, I love him. Yeah. Especially in Force Awakens. He changes his outfit a little bit towards the later uh, in Last Jedi, but... I think he's got that perfect I hate when he loses the helmet, but I get it, but that look that he has when it's complete and the voice, that voice will forever like it is second only the Darth Vader. And we all know why. But they did a good job of creating another bad a villain of the story kind of a thing mm -hmm. to most eyes. Um they did a good job. They created another another person to fill that void post Darth Vader. I like him. Um, 
So, yeah, call Thanks. me a Star Wars fan now. I'm there. We did it's it. It's done. And I would take a long weekend trip just to go back to Batuu. Well, that can be arranged. Um, I mean, long weekend for you, maybe a uh, week and a half for me. Uh, yeah, I didn't uh, get it. We'll fly time. down together, but we'll fly back separately. How about that? Uh, I don't know. Maybe we fly back together. I don't know. It'd be nice. To oh, so I meet you down there. Huh? Yeah, you can you can meet me in a slightly weakened state, and then yeah, you'll be like, oh, he's not as gung ho as he was before. And I'll be like, I've been here for about a week, and I've been uh, I've been doing uh, rope drops and staying till the park shuts down. And they're like, sir, you have to leave. And I'm like, I'm just gonna get in this trash can. I'm just gonna sleep in the trash can. And they're like, sir, you have to go. I'll be like, the pirates boats. I'll just sleep on a pirate boat. It's fine. Just, just let me sleep. It's so comfortable. But um, so anywho. Um... Yeah, Jimmy, I don't know if you want to weigh in on it at all mm-hmm. for the sake of this podcast uh, sure. episode, but in in conclusion to the whole trip, um, first of all, thank you very much. You worked very hard on setting this up for us, and and we kind of we kind of I, I wouldn't say we were lazy with it, but we kind of trusted you to arrange it because you had all that experience, mm-hmm. and and it turned out to be uh, the right call and. Haley and I talk about it still. I mean, the fact that uh, we got our money's worth because we we didn't stop and we we plan you planned properly to make it worth our money, worth our time. Uh, we got to see all the important things, and then um, we didn't die. And uh, and I left you and, wanting more. And left us wanting more. Uh, so thank you very much to you. All your great ah. planning made this experience kind of a one of between Haley and I, one of our best trips together, probably one of the best trip together in a long time or ever. Um, yes. I and that's it. even comparing to our honeymoon. So that's saying a lot. Holy shit. Well, <laughs> you said you even, yeah, I, we rushed our honeymoon trip. Anywho. It was, different. Um, it was Colorado. It's not it was, it was different. And this was fun to experience with friends. I yeah, think yeah. that really puts a cherry on top of the yeah. Sunday, but, uh, so thank you very much and, and that experience with you and your sister uh we, we just we loved it and my last line regarding my disney trip is that this the star wars man <laughs> here i was hoping i was gonna be like you're welcome and i thought you were gonna say like the next trip's on me and i was gonna go like <laughs> like I'm just not well, it's like, not get crazy. I can't afford all the Wagyu beef you'd want to eat. But I, um. okay, I we don't have to even do. Well, I mean, I'd have to go see everybody uh, over at Takuite. Um Yeah, I'm just glad you had a good time, and that's the yeah. that's always my goal with the trips. Is like make sure people have fun. Uh, you're gonna be tired. You're gonna get your money's worth. But I also don't want it to be like, man, that was such a slog. Or like, you know, I want there to be that kind of like, oh, I wish we could have done this again, but we did everything at least once. So you're like, okay, if we went and, back hypothetically, we could go do this more, or we emphasize this instead, you know, or like do Magic Kingdom after hours instead, yeah, you know? Yeah, which would be a good call. And and uh, I think what really helped us too is that the weather was nice. Um, or I yeah. want to say nice. It was a little chilly. Yeah. But the fact that you could walk around in a hoodie and jeans and sneakers yeah. and be comfortable all day long. Yeah. That says a lot because I mean, it sure as hell beats standing in long lines or in the sun and hundred percent humidity and a hundred degrees to match yep. with shoulder to shoulder to a bunch of sweaty people. Yep. You know? Nope. 
disgusting. Yeah. Uh, so that that helped keep us fresh and energized and helped us keep going and not be so tired. Yeah. But Which, basically, next time, what you're saying is you'll spring for the Polynesian for us. The Poly, baby. Uh, just just $4,000 the trip immediately spent right there on the good old uh, the Polynesian. Um yeah, I'm yeah as far as resorts go, I, I, we looked at a lot of them. Um, the Polynesian is by far one of the most appealing ones. Yeah. I love, like, if you can afford to do it, or, like, if you really want to splurge for, say, your honeymoon, yeah. um, you know, maybe stay in a room there a couple nights, but then for the other nights, stay in one of their bungalows over that lake. That would be cool. I'm afraid that if I stayed there on my honeymoon, it would end in a quick divorce um, because, like, I think I'd have to bring, like, that person with me to Disney a few times before to see if she's really ready for the life she's opted in for uh, because I'd hate her to be like, it's been so sweet and so great. And I'd be like, you got to get up. It's 6 a.m. She'd be like, it's our honeymoon. I'd be like, that's right. We got to get out the door. We got rope dropping to do. She'd be like what have i gotten myself in uh, i'd be like you better get out there but honey out. come back to bed get out i'd be like this is more important uh she's yeah like, i don't know jimmy if it was a honeymoon and you found the right lady you might consider missing a rope drop i'm not Good going sign. to disney world for my honeymoon that is a waste because i would feel like i'd be like i love you and it'd be really great to like just hang out all day and like snuggle and stuff but there's a lot of rides and um let's just go do that please like i need to go somewhere <laughs> tropical where i can't it needs to be like an yeah. all-inclusive resort that's where actually nothing to a do word a word to, to the wise away. that's actually a really good tip never take a honeymoon to disney I know people who have, um, and actually some of our Legionnaires did that, and the the reason that they got away with it, and I'm not going to say get away with it, but maybe Peyton in case they're listening, uh, they went to Disneyland, but what they did is they went and they said, you know what, we're going to go there, their family helped them out with this, but they were like, we're going to buy and do whatever we want, whatever it is. You see something, you want to eat it, buy it. You see a souvenir, buy it. Like It was one of those like don't care trips. Sure, uh, which sure. I think I think that can work. And out their too. goal wasn't to yeah. do the snuggle in the hotel room all day long, right? Exactly. They yeah, wanted um, to actually do the Disney thing. Which, but then, by the way, if you did do that, especially like the Polynesian, you would actually get your money's worth for staying there for like a you know four hundred to six hundred or however many yeah. dollars a night. Like, yeah, you'd so be don't like, buy park tickets for half the time yeah, you're there. Then switch hotels halfway through and then yeah, do the park uh, stuff. <laughs> just like just downgrade to like Pop Century, and I'm like, all right, now it's time to get up. I know the refurbed rooms are nice, but we gotta go. The Skyliner's cooking. Um, uh, yeah, no, I, uh, I'm i glad you had a good time, though. And I think, um, you know, uh, not only it's the people. I always say this. It's the people that make the trip. And uh, you guys, and then even, especially Katie, like having Katie down there. And I haven't been down there with her since uh, 2013. That was really fun for me because uh, she's she's still a kid at heart. She did a really good job. And she was, like, the one pushing to get up for Rise of the Resistance uh, those three specific mornings. She's like, yeah, we're getting up. And I'm like all right so uh yeah um she was uh and she's used to being up at weird times because of her son right now so it was a nice little vacation uh for her too in a different way but yeah i'm glad you had a good time and uh i really i hope one day we can go back together again because it was uh easily one of my favorite trips down there i don't know it's it's hard every trip is different well, thank you but yeah it was well here, here's one of the things i got to take a trip and go somewhere that's very special to my best friend yeah, and experience that with him. And it, because of that, it made it something that's special to me now. I, uh, will I go back? You're darn right. I will. Um, 
will I go back when I have kids? Yeah, when they're old enough to remember it and appreciate it. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It it's not expensive. something I have to do every year, but it's something that I know I want to get back to and enjoy multiple times throughout the rest of my life. You know, sure. Um, well, obviously, it depends too. If like you know, you said having kids and stuff, like because I could see it where if I went next year and you didn't go. And I like was sending all these like pictures back to you and like films. You'd be like, uh, like, so, uh, I don't know if you'd want to go like in six months or something, but like watching all this yeah. stuff and Batu's <laughs> calling to me, you know, the forest and all that, buddy. I'd be like, yeah, we go to a universal day. Like you go see Hogwarts and stuff. You could kind of compare it. It'd be fun. Yeah, I want to do Hagrid's. Cool yeah. I Maybe really potentially do we'll just do a boys trip sometime. Kind you know, because. I'm fine. Yeah. I just want to. I just love going back. I want to go. I want to give Universal's more of a shot. I've done it a little bit, but I want to give it. I I want to do the mummy and stuff. I didn't do the mummy. Uh, and yeah, so there's yeah. some things worth seeing yeah. there that it would be good yeah. to maybe you know shed one day from Disney and, and experience all of what Universal has to offer. That would be cool. Yeah, if you're fast about it. Uh, except I don't think I'll ever pay for their like express pass it's like 75 dollars a day i might be way off on that i don't know how their fast pass thing works i was like eh. um yeah. it gets a little crazy but yeah uh that's disney um and like joe and i kind of talked about earlier we do have videos and vlogs that will come out as quickly as i can edit them katie really wanted to sit down and edit them too so we we're a lot of stills some of them. a lot of good photos uh, so yeah lots of pictures and from the stuff i have not including katie's cell phone um you know footage i have three and a half hours of footage so I was like, uh, there's a lot of moments of us talking and conversing yeah. about the rides we were just on yep. and it's very in the moment stuff, which will be good. Yeah. I'm interested to see how people want me to divide this up. If they want me to do it like a day at a time, or if they want me to be like 10, I don't think I could do 10 minute, 10 minute. Cause I'd be like, <laughs> no, lot of videos. it'll probably be semi long. Yeah. yeah. And that's okay. You know what? If you like vlogs, I love a longer vlog and I don't vlog every day. Some people do kudos to the Tim tracker, but that guy's got like 750,000 subs. Now guy does a home vlog and he gets 90,000 views. I mean, kudos to that guy. I just, I was, yeah. I was looking for him in the parks. I was like, Tim, yeah. I didn't see him. Maybe break it up in like 30 minute chunks or something. Maybe separate it per park or something like that if it's possible. I know there's a lot, but we'll see. I don't know what yeah. I'm gonna do. I'm thinking. Either way, good content coming up. Yeah, good exactly. And it's up. all free for you. Uh, so if you guys ever want to write into the show, because Joe's talking about this too, we're doing more Star Wars stuff, kind of covering the movies going forward. But um, which I'm very excited about. Yeah, he's got he's got a lot of opinions. I'm excited to hear him. Uh, but next. Oh, and by the way, I'm sorry. You know how you know how upset I am. I was checking today. I was like, I wonder if they're showing. Um, the rise of skywalker the rise of skywalker still and sure enough they were tonight's the last night in every theater around me oh really so so this weekend it goes out so it's not showing tomorrow Don't i they was have, so like, little disappointed around you, like little ones that might they do they do they're still showing them but if you think about it, it's been a month and like a week so this week is when they drop it out and mm. something replaces it i'm really upset about it now i have to wait maybe i'm pissed i'm sorry I'm pissed. well you know what maybe Hmm. I'll look tomorrow. Maybe I. Thinking, I maybe hey, if you're coming into town, maybe next week. Uh, there's always movie theaters playing movies around here, so. Uh, perhaps. I'm just saying. Perhaps. I'm just saying. I got. I'd like to see it again. Uh, it's a. Yeah. It's an interesting film. Uh, we'll have to look into that. Yeah. Uh, but next is Attack of the Clones, which we'll be doing next week, and then uh, we'll be doing 
Revenge of the Sith after that, and then we might do the Critties after that, just for people who are listening in. They're like, where are the yeah. Critties? Don't worry. They're coming. We just had a trip, and Star Wars is kind of taken over, which is totally fine, because and, and then, Ren, you know? Yeah, and then after Critties, maybe we'll take a moment to talk, maybe not as lengthy as the other original stuff. Maybe we'll do a little bit of a feature at one of the podcasts for Rise or the... Um, the Force Awakens yeah. and the Last Jedi. Yeah, that. Yeah, we are doing yeah. that. No, no, no. We're doing a full full podcast on those. Yeah, for sure. All right, good. Yeah, yeah I was hoping you'd say something. I know so. he's, he's going to be like, "Well, Adam Driver. Here are the reasons why he's the best." Because um, <laughs> I'll probably watch him again. That's fine. No, it's good. Uh, but if anyone has like not necessarily topics for now or other movies or things we could kind of converse about in the the months to come, please tweet at us or send us an email. We are on Twitter, so you can find us. I'm at, at GoCritical or at JimmyGood013. Uh, just hashtag critical podcast but joe if they want to find you or tweet a star wars gif or meme at you where would they tweet oh by all means hit me up at lever underscore 627 that's lever just like beaver only with an l and i would love a tweet if you're a faithful listener and you're aware of my history send me a tweet and bash me a little bit on how i i used to not really care about star wars and never really say good things about it now here i am like a I wouldn't call me a mega fan, but I'm a fan. Um, I'd like to see one of those. Ryan, I'm looking at you. Yeah, uh, that's Ryan. <laughs> uh, with the hashtag Kylo Ren, uh, just because we got to, I like to do this. Yeah, here, here. I feel vindicated. Not only did I get him to become a Star Wars fan, I got him to go to Disney World. I feel like there's nothing I can't do. And you know what's going to be next? I'm just going to be in Star Wars. I'm going to go be in Star Wars. It's going to be great. I can't wait to do it because after I was on Batuu, I'm like, I, I think I could do this. I even repaired the Millennium Falcon at one point when it was about to explode and kill so many yeah. people. Uh, on instinct. So, yeah, on instinct. On instinct. There were no directions. No. The, the guy didn't say what to do. He just said, there's alarm. Quick, we got to. And Jimmy runs to that thing. Yep. Saves our lives. And I hadn't, I did not watch anything previously about that, so I didn't know. It was just, it felt, I was guided by the Force, uh, mostly the dark side of the Force, which uh, I think most people don't know the power of the dark side, and I would love to show them. <laughs> I'd love to be on Rise of the Resistance with a red lightsaber, like, woo! <laughs> like, I'm just saying I would make a really good Kylo Ren, maybe a little buffer, a little taller, but I would make a good one. You'd be, I think you'd make a good Vader, because you got the size. I, I that's probably more accurate, right? but I, I just, yeah. I'd make a great General Hux. Give me a red wig. Um, I just, I don't know if I'd be. Or a good Stormtrooper. I'd have a lot of fun as a Stormtrooper. I'd be like, a lot of you know, uh, you know he I'm has lit. his moments, but I'm sorry. I, I would feel, I'd be impressed, but I'd be like, oh, Jimmy. No, I mean, I'd want to be. I'd want to be Vader because Vader is <laughs> the greatest and I love him. So I like Kylo. Don't get me wrong. Why uh, Why is Vader force choking so much more often now? Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, he's just ad-libbing. He's adding that in. I don't know why. We didn't tell him to do that. <laughs> just shows me walking up to like a baby in a stroller. I'm just like, like trying to choke him. They're like, what, what is he? What is he doing? <laughs> like, you're like, you gotta, you gotta tone it down. And I'd be like, no, like get away from me. Um, yeah, meeting Vader was cool. Katie really wanted to do that, uh, and he's still very intimidating, much more than Kylo Ren was for me because Kylo's not as tall. Um, but uh, Vader was Vader was basically interrogating us. It was great, but we had our hoods on. It was fun. I was like, I'm ready to join. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like Vader. Let's take over you and me together, buddy. Teach me the ways. <laughs> Teach me the ways. Let's take out Sidious together. Um, yeah, oh, so good. Um, but anyway, uh, thank you to everybody who listens. If you uh, want to support the show, we do have a Patreon, or you can subscribe here to tell a friend. 
that's great too. Uh, we just kind of retooled the Patreon recently, so uh, just kind of slimmed it down and made it a little more slimmer and trimmer here in 2020. But uh, thank you for everybody who's supporting us and still listening and all that stuff. We really appreciate it. You're the best. Uh, Joe, anything left you want to say before we go? I want to say this is a damn blast. Good. This is a fun one. It was a long one, but a fun one. Yeah. And uh, I hope the listeners enjoy and thank you for listening. Um, hopefully you get to take a Disney trip of your own very soon. Yeah, and also, um, Joe brings up a good point there, too. If you guys are taking one or planning one or are even thinking about one, please don't hesitate to uh, message or text us or go on our Discord and stuff. I am happy to help people. I love to help people with this sort of thing. And it's useful help. I think I vouched for him enough on his experience and prowess as far as getting the experience and, and getting her done. So, um that's right, while. ladies, and he's single too. I'm um, just kidding. No, I, my mom wants me to throw that into every podcast now. She's like, just tell him. Um, but uh, <laughs> just so people know. Um, but uh, I will do it completely for free. Uh, one of my dream jobs for a while was like to be quietly hired to just be like a secret tour guide through Disney. Because like Disney doesn't like you doing that if you're not an official one. I think an official one would be a lot of fun too. We saw a lot of that uh, down there where. You could hire these people for the whole day um, for thousands of dollars, and they kind of would walk you through the parks, point out things, take you backstage so you could get in and out of parks really quickly and get you to the front of the line on rides. So depending if that's your sort of jam, I would love to do that. I think that'd be a heck yeah. of a good thing. But Keep in mind thousands of dollars for them. Jimmy is a little cheaper. <laughs> yeah, I'm a way bit cheaper, and I don't think the cast members get that money, uh, which would be amazing if they're like, yeah, I did like uh, five or six tours uh, last month, and I'm pretty good for a bit. <laughs> you're like, yeah, right? <laughs> you're like, what? That's incredible. Oh, uh, funny thing. Hopefully people are still listening, but when we were there, and not that anybody really cares about them, but for those who do, apparently uh, the, what was their, what are their names? The Kardashians were there. With oh, them. yeah. Yeah. Probably that's why the crowds bolstered at the last day. It wasn't the Pro Bowl. They were like, oh, the Kardashians are there? You got to meet them. Yeah. Um, yeah, what was it? It was uh, Kim, or not Kim, but Courtney uh, uh, and what's the other, Kendall. Don't uh, know. Couldn't tell you. It was a big deal, man. I, I was there. I'm a big deal. One day people in lines. This them. Yeah, no, we were in line, and and people behind us are talking about it. Uh, oh my god, people. I, I shame on me for even mentioning it. It's kind of interesting though. Even even the starlets like their trip to Disney. Yeah, everybody loves it. It's the great unifier. We can all. They're probably well. They might have. I wonder if they got the special VIP tours. I wonder. You'd think they I would. Wonder. They probably could afford it, but then again. Yeah, to avoid people a little more and I stuff, know. I would assume. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, like, they couldn't afford it, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but anyway, Joe, thank you for coming on the trip with me, and thanks to Haley and to Katie, and uh, I hope you guys enjoy the vlogs that are coming up. It'll take a while to get them done, because between that, the movie commentaries, the game of the year video, the critties, and all that stuff, there's so much to do. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Keep an eye on the social media, though. Photos yeah, and stuff. Yeah, and... They're, they're popping up. And Katie uh, did a bunch of stuff on Instagram. So Already, go yeah. check that stuff out. Um, and we'll, uh, she'll probably try to post some of that on the actual... Uh, it's at, We're at GoCritical on Instagram, so go find us over there. Which, I, I'm fine, to be honest, I've been trying to tune in more to Instagram. I find that to be much more enlightening, uh, more fun. <laughs> 
like Twitter sometimes. Then Twitter. You scroll through that home feed and it's just like, oh my gosh. Um, Agreed. So, so uh, Instagram, that's where I'm trying to, to, to kick it over there. So, focus efforts. Yeah, focus efforts. Anyway, speaking of focusing efforts, we're going to focus efforts on finishing up the show. Thank you so much for dropping by. And until next time, just remember to adapt and overcome. And may the force be with you. Always. <laughs> Got him. Good job. All right.